What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 69. And today we are sitting here with DJ Mambo. Oh, he's got a cowbell. How <laughs> to make you feel comfortable, brother? There you go, man. Mambo, thank you, brother. I really, really appreciate. Hey, man, you thanks, being here thanks today. for having me. Appreciate of course, it. man. It was just when when we first started conversating together, that was like. That was surreal to me, you know. Because, Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Because wow. we've been we've been listening to you since like before I could even drive. Hey man, he's he's being nice right now. Before we started this, he was making me feel old as fuck. That's why I'm changing the way that I'm saying it. I'm changing the way that I'm saying it because I don't want to say, "Damn, I was young," and you were just you were handling it. But yeah, dude, that was it, dude. That was that was the stations that we would listen to. Uh, anybody listening? Um, DJ Mambo is on the uh, local radio station out here, and he has been, like I said, ever ever since since I was younger. And that how, was the what station. year were you born? Eighty five. Okay, I was. Uh, you were eleven when uh, I when I got on the radio. Yeah, yeah. See, it was it was it was that time where I was trying to get into. I was realizing who I am as a person, listening to the type right. of music I want to listen to, and it, of course, it kind of went down like the the top 40 rap hip-hop and dude you guys were the ones that we would listen to all the time Rico the, stuff, and Mambo. the stuff nobody everyone gets tired of to listen to <laughs> back in the day it really didn't feel like that back in the day i don't know if it was just because i was younger because i was a kid and i didn't understand like marketing and things like that but i remember i, I would be happy to hear those songs they would come on and now well, what's the, a, what's a it's a top 40 commercial station so you know you're gonna hear hits i mean you you back then we used to we used to get the uh play little rob and you're like who's who's little rob but yeah. you know now you know everyone knows who little rob is now so it was always like uh people wanting wanting to hear the stuff that wasn't top 40 yeah yeah so time times have changed a lot since i got yeah times have definitely changed because now i'm sitting here with you man this is something that i never thought would happen you know what's crazy i i heard i heard your name or or your brand come up a lot and then uh and then your name and uh i forgot uh, amir mm -hmm. i don't know if you know um, um, amir yeah i used to in a past life oh you don't know him no more no oh well, <laughs> he's, he's the one who, who who brought up your name got you and uh then after it was it was kind of like uh i seen i seen stickers i seen t-shirts and i was like is this a rap label is this <laughs> i didn't know what it was yeah and then i found out it was it had to do with cars so and i was like yo that's that's dope that you know he he built a brand that everyone knows and finally you know years later i figured out it was it was a uh, it had to do with with cars yeah it's crazy how um how how things like cr paths cross you know if, if i feel like if you're the kind of person that that, that is like a hustler a go-getter and somebody that doesn't take no for an answer like you're bound to run into the same people that that are that have that same mentality no matter what what lane they're right. in whether it's in cars or radio or whatever you know and it, it's good to have a, a network of people like that to uh to feed off of because um it's hard, man. It's hard to find that kind of um, camaraderie and, and motivation uh, to in in friends. Yeah, very you know? very true. Because uh, I I tripped out when you said that you had a you had a podcast. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, you're you're doing a podcast, which which is cool now because a lot of people have have podcasts now. Like back then, like everybody used to hate like 
the way they sounded. Like when they we would re- record their phone calls or record something and we played it back, people would say like, oh, I sound stupid. But now everybody, you know, whether it's Instagram live, whether it's Facebook live and now podcast. Yeah, it um, I, I, I get what you mean totally, because sometimes I would hear myself, whether it was a video or something, somebody recorded me. I'm like, damn, that's that's how I sound. Right. <laughs> but now I've uh, kind of uh, just dealt with the fact the, of the voice that I was given. <laughs> you were blessed with. <laughs> with. That I was blessed with. But yeah, um, I got motivated for the podcast when it was pretty much when Instagram Live came around. Right. And uh, when Instagram Live came, I start, I would go on live a lot. And uh, me and my wife, Ashley, we actually started kind of a little show. It was the Frank and Ashley show. Oh, wow. And we would get on every day or every few days and we would go live for like an hour or two. And it was cool, man. It was like, it was like before they changed the algorithm. Right. So we would get a lot more people watching. And it's just the more people you watch, the more interaction, the more questions. And it just makes it a lot more fun. Right. So we were doing that. And then um, I decided to do something else. Um, we... I would go in my garage and I would hang out in the garage at the end of the day when everything's taken care of, you know, I would take my little smoke break, hang out and I would go on live and it actually turned into like, it turned into a little show. People would come on and they would, uh, smoke with you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure some of them, they would say that, Hey, I'm smoking too. Let's go. And then, um, the same guys would come, so we would st- we would be talking about the same stuff yeah, that we you bu- did. The you night built before. your own audience. Yeah, yeah. So I would sit in my chair in the garage, and behind me there was a bike hanging. So the bike was a Huffy bike. I bought it at Walmart because I, I just wanted to do some weight. Dude, I got chubby for a little while, dude. But I was eating good. But either way, so I bought the bike that I never rode. And then um, I'm talking to ten or so people on on live, and I'm like, you know what, guys, we should turn this into something. Like, what should we call this? Oh, let's call it Garage Talk or something like that. And then I'm just like, it was. I don't know if it was me or somebody else. We were like, what? Why don't we just call it Huffy Talk? And I'm like, oh, that's a cool name, with you the know? Huffy hanging with the bike in the back, <laughs> so only that that group of people would know. And um, the next day, I set up the Instagram, and what the platform was was I was gonna send the uh, the login information to that Instagram to whoever our guest was. Right. So as DJ Mambo is gonna be on at Monday at 7 p.m. So I would promo it until seven, and then I would just tell you, okay, I need you to to log on from seven to eight, and then you're just doing your uh, you're just answering questions. Wow. And it went really good, <laughs> dude. We we uh, had maybe shit. I would say at least 50 episodes. Why'd you stop, bro? Is trying to do anything for the uh the the automotive community and leaving it in their hands it it just got really ugly and i kind of lent the the platform to some people that i shouldn't have right and it brought a lot of negativity to it and it just it just turned into something that i i didn't want right, right. but i realized that there was something that something there because people were obviously tuning in and sometimes we would have 100 200 sometimes like 500 oh, people dope, watching man. on instagram but at now, that now time. you got the podcast so so that yeah. was where it started at so i knew that that there was something alternative that people weren't doing that but they wanted right so then when that ended then i was just thinking man i, I want to do a podcast but i don't even know how to start so then when my buddy came uh, and we did his podcast it's called um I forget the name of the podcast right now. Make one up, but, man. Um, What's your friend's name? Christian Loza. 
Christian Loza's podcast. Yes, Christian Loza's <laughs> podcast. Dude, I forget the name of it right now. But he he actually stopped doing it. He hasn't done it for a while. So that's why I forgot, Christian, because you haven't done it, dog. <laughs> but when he came, like I was telling you, he brought everything in a backpack, five minutes. He set it all up. I'm like, damn, dude, it's that easy. So after it was done, he gave me an entire list of everything to order. And it, it was kind of pricey, dude. It was maybe like twelve, thirteen hundred bucks. But I was just like, fuck it, dude. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of different it. ways to, to start one. Uh, I, I know we were talking about it uh, before we went on. But uh, uh, I mean, you went for it, man. I mean, you knew you had an audience and, on Instagram and look at now you're doing the what are you on? Uh, this is 69, bro. Yeah. 69, 69. was a good year. <laughs> Down Star Winery, 69. Hell yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude. And since I've been doing the podcast, it's, it's helped me conversate with people. And it, it's helped me just be a lot more well-rounded. And I've been getting into podcasts uh, even a lot more because before I would listen to them a lot. So what's, what's your uh, favorite podcast that you like to listen to? If you're going to tell me the number one best podcast that I would listen to, it would be the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, that's a dope yeah, one. Yeah, because he has so many different guests and you can get a lot of um, a lot of different content from him. It's not just going to be whether comedy or hip hop or anything like that. Yeah, and I, that's what I like about podcasts because you never know where, especially the ones that, that don't have a, a, I mean, I know you, you your your business has to do with cars, but you know, not all your podcasts are about cars yeah and that was one big thing about it too is because when um i would talk to somebody they we would just talk about cars right sometimes like dude i don't want to fucking talk about cars (laughs) right now bro that's why i'm doing this i don't want to talk about what do you think about aliens like you know i don't want to talk about cars i wanted to get deeper right you know i wanted to i wanted to know what how people think why they think how they think and and just like what really interests them you know, cars is it's a big part of our life because, you know, this is my business. Right. But I'm not I'm not dreaming about cars at night, dude. It's more of kind of this is this is the life that I chose and mm-hmm. this is the way that we're going to go. But when I want to talk about interesting things or, you know, current events, music or whatever, those are all my other passions. And, right. and everything else was just just on the back burner because I had no no other place to even talk about it. So that's why I wanted to start this and not even talk about cars that much. Just get to know people and have. Uh, so you're on 69. Was was uh, was was been your favorite episode that you've done? Hmm. I don't know yet, man. I, I don't think that there's one that really sticks out. I really think that the the thing that I value from that the podcast has brought me a lot is getting me closer to my family. I have uh, my cousin David, who he's sitting in right now, right, and my my cousin Ross, and we're we're first cousins, so those are my big cousins. So I remember when we were kids, those are the guys that I looked up to, right. And as um as we got older, as we all started having families, we just naturally drifted off. But every Christmas or Easter, we would get together and it would just be such a great time. You, you know? guys should do a, a, a cousin's podcast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so then when we would. Uh, so when I started the podcast, I would just reach out. Hey, you want to come do the podcast? And it just helped out our relationship so much more. And we just bonded more. And now right. it just we're hanging out all the time. And I feel that it's because of the podcast, because this is an outlet that we can all all get to. That's dope, man. Yeah, I mean, it's dope, man. It, it's uh, it's. It's dope that I was able to realize that at this time because we're already in our, our mid-30s instead of letting it get a lot later down in the road and, right. and, and missing this time that we could spend together. Well, hopefully uh, hopefully you get some 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 
good sponsors and, <laughs> and, and keep it going, huh? Dude, definitely, <laughs> man. I, I love doing this. Like when I have a podcast to do, there's there's zero part of me that feels like it's an obligation. Right. I'm super excited. Once these headphones go on, man, it, it feels like we we leave the shop and we're just we're in a different zone. And you know what? I've do, I've done other podcasts and and I, I will say this, not not just because it's you or and you're in front of me, but it doesn't seem uh it doesn't seem so forced. Like when you do other, I, I've done other ones. It just seems like it's uh very, very forced. The, the, yeah. And I, I will say an interview cause this just sounds like a conversation that, that we're having. Yeah. And that's how I want it to be. You know, yeah. there, there's some questions that I want to ask that are sort of like interview questions, but I'm not going down the list. I mean, okay. Number two. Okay. This, yeah. this, you know, I just, let's get in here. Let's get the headphones on and, and we'll see yeah. where it's going to go to. But it's fun, man. Just just being able to talk to people and pick their brains. And the the biggest lesson that I like to take from it is say there's something that happened in your life that, that was a big, big change for you. Mm-hmm. I like to take that in and kind of apply that to my life right. and say, may, maybe I can learn from, from the either good thing or bad thing that you did, you know? Bad things, bro. Bad things. Well, I want to hear about it, but dude, we're we're already fifty minutes into the podcast and we haven't even talked. Did about... Did you say fifty? <laughs> Time warp, bro. But we haven't even talked about uh, uh, what you do. So the people that are listening that aren't local, because you're you're definitely the uh, the local ambassador here. Everybody, knows I don't know. I don't know about here. all that, man. <laughs> I've I, I've been doing radio uh, in in Ventura County since uh, 1996, and uh, I left for a couple of years, did radio in Fresno and uh, been doing radio since. I mean, I used to DJ before, but uh, uh, radio, it was it all started in 96. As a host? Yeah, it was more of a, a inter- intern sidekick. Um, Rico was doing the night show. Rico is, uh, is my partner. He's a uh, radio show partner. Let's get that straight. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, he used to do the night show. And uh, I used to answer the phones and 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 take the shout outs down. And uh, one time I went to go take him the sheet of shout outs and he's all, why don't you read some? Oh, that's cool. So I read some and we, there was some interaction and uh, the program director at the time, you know, I guess he liked what he heard. And he said, hey, why don't you go on the mic more? And that's kind of the beginning of, of the show right there. Wow. Yeah. So at this time, what station was that? Uh, it had just turned to uh, Q1047. Yeah. It used to be Q105. Wow. And it had just turned uh, uh, to to 1047. And that it was in Oxnard uh, off of PCH by the McDonald's and uh, Mary Callender's right no there. No way. Yeah, that's that's where the station used to be. At. Really? Yeah. And that was that was 96. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dude, I, I remember, see, like I was saying, when I was a kid, dude, I remember that, like Q105, and then it changed into yeah. Q1047, yep. all the flavor, wasn't yeah. that Wasn't that what it was? All the flavor, that's when it changed, yep. All the- <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. So so they uh, they realized that you had something to bring to the table, so they give you a little more... Uh, well, I, th- I think uh, uh, LA Radio had changed the way, um, the way radio was, I mean... I know, I know, and respect to a lot of people who went to school for broadcasting and learned the proper way of radio broadcasting. But I think uh, when LA uh, got the Baker Boys and then the uh, uh, 
real before uh, real was real it used to be uh 92 3 the, the beat. beat yeah and uh those morning shows were like uh, i don't know uh like like what reality shows are now mm-hmm. that's what i believe radio turned into at during that time and uh it was just like people filtering everything through that radio character so I I found success in 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 our show when I started including like like real family shit that happened. Gotcha. And 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 talking about it because now you get people who relate to you. Yeah. But uh, when you try to do all the the news and traffic, like, uh, I mean, people do want that information, but I think they want to be entertained or they want to they want to laugh at some point. I mean, every everyone likes to laugh. Yeah. No. And when um. When people would be on their commute to work or to school or whatever, you know, you guys have uh, it, it feels like you guys are family because you're there. And you, like you say, you're talking about even what you did the day before, the issues that you're going yeah. on at home. And it, it was a lot more personal than the other radio stations that I don't know how they haven't even figured that out to this yeah. day. Hey, guys, we're going to spin this one and back again. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's funny. I, I make fun of Rico because that's how he sounded to me when i first started like interning for him yeah uh it was funny because he used to he, he used to do a, a a love show and i used to art lebeau uh kind of, <laughs> he was on his art lebeau yeah. what do you call it the love pad i think oh shit and he used to like uh take dedications and stuff and i was like man is this guy for real but just like the whole character where he used to like talk try to talk sexy and i was like man is this guy for real so, <laughs> so he so he changes his voice yeah he would change oh. and he even told me how to do it <laughs> what do you mean like he's, he 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 said uh uh what you do is you turn up your mic higher and then you talk lower and i was like man this dude is taking his job a little too serious but all, all that shit kind of backfired on me because one time uh he had a an emergency and the program director said, like, hey, you got to do the love show. Oh, shit. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm, I, I felt like I'm, I, my voice, and till this day, it sounds like I'm still going through puberty. Yeah. And I'm like, how I'm there it, with you. How's this dude going to, you know, host the love show? Yeah. So it was like the most embarrassing shit no. like, to date, man. Oh. Yeah. Do you have it recorded? Uh, no, but that, that, that uh, time, it was like one of my, m- most embarrassing moments in my radio no why what happened so um it was it was crazy because i used i used to do a club in downtown ventura and uh i used to do it after the show so i was hosting the the love pad because i was you know in for rico and i had to uh introduce a song and a dedication and i got the whole dedication (laughs) all fucked up (laughs) gave the 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 name of the song was uh ascension by uh by maxwell yeah so i was so nervous instead i said assassination <laughs> by by maxwell and i thought nobody heard it but when i got to the club everybody was roasting me oh and ta- you know shit. saying like yo you sounded so stupid and i was like oh shit here we go so really yeah so that- what year was this you think uh, it was like nine, it was like 96, 97 oh, like okay. during, during that time. Gotcha. Yeah. So having that happen, did that kind of prepare, prepare you for like, Hey, if something happens in the future, you just gotta like, yeah, yeah. I move mean, on. I mean, I know a lot of people who, who were, who were 
in the same shoes I was, like trying to get into radio. And as soon as they that some like that happened to them, they they gave up. Which you know, who knows where they would have been at? Definitely, now. yeah. Because uh, you know, sometimes you know when someone has talent, but some of them can't deal with uh, with bad criticism or you know. Uh, I I feel like we all have haters. Yeah. In you know, in some way, and and uh, I think a lot of people give up because they they care too much about what people think about them. So what what helped you with that? Because I'm sure that you get that a lot. Uh not giving a shit. Really? About, like what others think? I mean, I I think uh, I'm glad at a at a young age I learned that you know, like you know, fuck what you think. You're not paying my bills, and you know, I just. That was my mentality when I when I would do something and people would say something. Yeah, as easy as that sounds, that's like something that a lot of people struggle with. You know, I mean, me too included. It's just sometimes I, I try as hard as possible, but sometimes you'll see something online and just be like, "Damn, why why does it have to be like that? Or why why they had to say say that kind of stuff?" You and you know, know and, and and what's crazy too is like I've I've posted some stuff and 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 you could get you know a thousand likes and and you know a hundred good comments and there'll be one bad comment and your focus will just be on that where you want to reply to it and and i just learned like you know what one out of a hundred ain't that bad so yeah yeah i guess it's learning how to to look at it that way where um you don't let that discourage you i mean that's 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 a power in itself right there because like i said it's not something easy to do just to brush that off yeah and, and then after it happens a couple of times it's just like yeah whatever yeah whatever yeah yeah no i feel you so do you guys have any any sort of uh like love show right now uh no uh my my boss tried to bring it back because you know he 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 took it over the love show and i said like nah no love shows on, on, on cue but, but you guys do have a really uh successful segment that's going on right now right uh which the which, uh dilemma of the day oh yeah dilemma of the day that one's been going on for years man who yeah. created that that was uh 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 it was a combination of rico and i uh we we were uh, putting the show together because uh, we started our show uh doing doing nights when we first started and then in uh in the uh, early 2000s uh they wanted they wanted a new morning show so they wanted to put rico and i as a show together and, mm -hmm. and that's when we kind of came up with uh with that idea of a uh, dilemma of the day yeah because i mean everyone has problems everyone's problems are different and you know we're all we're all cheese muscles and we all kind of want to <laughs> we all kind of want to say what we think about a situation so i i just you know we thought at the time like yo this is this is something that could go on and you know it's it's been going on since since like oh one and when we were talking about that at the station uh you were saying that it's it's grown even bigger than something that you expect uh, when you post it on facebook or you don't oh yeah man there's uh there's there's a, a couple of people who who comment on them every day yeah and those people now kind of became the 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 characters online for the for that segment so, really yeah, so it's 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 pretty dope what it turned into i think because now you got dilemmas within dilemmas and and people hooking up because <laughs> you know someone leaves a comment about you know like you know let's say it's something about a one-night stand and, yeah. a, and a girl says what's wrong with one-night stands and then you get all these horny dudes just like 
trying to reach out to the girl. I didn't even think about yeah, that, man. dude. It's it's we've heard some crazy stories. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> oh shit. Yesterday, uh, I had a uh, or actually someone posted it. It was a girl from um, I want to say she was from Oxnard or Camarillo, and uh, back in the day, we had a, a chat room on our on our radio station. Yeah. And she met her now husband in that chat room. No way. And she posted a picture of her and her family. And, you know, there she is with her family, all because of the of the Q1047 chat room. So <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. How so it's it's a dope sometimes. story, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So for these dilemmas, what what is the process of of receiving them, deciding and and putting them out there? Like how how does that even work? We just go in the order that we receive them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a long ass email, uh, Rico will usually print it out and read it. And he'll just say like, yo, this is dumb. We've done something similar. Uh, believe it or not, a lot of the times uh, uh, there's people asking for help personally. And and it's usually like with money or, or something like that. So we try to put those aside and, mm-hmm. and you know, give them to the right people that that could really help those serious situations but most of the time it's like we every time we get the email we give out the email for a dilemma we get like at least one or two Mm -hmm. so they're there there's dilemma the day could go on forever really so how far are, are you backed up um for when they get actually released um i think uh since since we came back to q which was like 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 2010 so we're probably like like 2014 like there's enough dilemmas in there like to take us back that long oh wow but we we do go over the newer ones and Mm -hmm. if it's something fresh and that catches our attention uh we're like yo we got to do this one especially because of long week when it's a long weekend Mm -hmm. you know some shit happened yeah (laughs) and we always look at those like tuesdays and we'll just start saving them and saying, all right, we're doing this one this day, this one this day. Yeah. And it's usually like, you know, the the cheating ones or the I slept with so-and-so and I didn't know it was my cousin shit. <laughs> like, like shit like that. So. God. Yeah, man. But if you wow. want to if you want to enter- entertain yourself, go to our, our Instagram, Rico and Mambo, and you'll see some of the dilemmas there. Dude, some of them I see. They can't be real, bro. They're real, man. Oh, they cannot be real, real, dude. Oh, my God, bro. You know what's funny is like one time um, uh, someone someone was calling me out on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were going back and forth, not arguing, but I was saying like, yo, someone sent it in. Yeah, someone sent it in, but it can't be true. And as we were having that conversation, the person who who sent it in came up to me and said, Hey, I want to thank you for reading my dilemma. And I said, which one was your dilemma? And the one we were discussing was, was the one that she had sent in. No way, dude. So that kind of put the stamp and he's all like, Oh man, it was for real. So (laughs) wow. People live crazy lives, bro. 805, man. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Now, is there any memorable ones? Uh, There's a top of the head. I think the ones that, that, that tripped me out and, and kind of, uh, uh, gross me out are are the 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 family hookups. Oh like, yeah yeah yeah. Like like I hooked up with my cousin, but she's fine, you know. So like <laughs> what? Because she's fine, it makes it all right. But uh, there's a, there's a lot of sad ones, man. Yeah. Just because uh, 
I have kids and I guess when it involves kids, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird situation. And I, I used to like be, my comments used to be a little more out there, mm -hmm. but I, I think as I've grown up, you know, uh, I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. So my opinion 10 years ago is going to be, you know, different now. So, yeah. and I think a lot of people realize that now, like, like they think like, yo, that's not what you would have said, but. I would have said that 10 years ago, but now it's, you know, yeah. I look at things different. I think that's what a lot of people don't don't realize is that um, you should be allowed to have growth. You know, you, you should be allowed to to change your opinion, change the people that you hang out with, change no, the things I, I that, agree. That, yeah. they, the way that you would think about certain subjects and even things that happened in the past. Hey, that that happened. Yeah, it happened. But I'm not that same person anymore. Uh, man, you, you ain't got to tell me. A lot of a lot of people still judge me or tell me stuff on on my teenage years. Which really? It's not. You know, I told you earlier, I'm 44 now. Like, you know, I'm not that same person. Yeah, I feel it's like for me, it's like every six months I, I evolve into a, a different person. And it's just because every day I'm trying to feed myself more information, trying to evaluate things differently. And even... um I give a lot of credit to my wife is because when we got together, the way that I handled relationships and situations is a complete 180 from how I handle it nowadays. Right. And it's just because it was, it was somebody that, that I loved and I wanted to, to not make her feel that way, make her feel right. bad or anything, you know? And, and when somebody that you love and care about tells you, Hey, whenever this situation happens, all you do is, is just, ignore it or leave or something like that i'm just like yeah and then you start thinking about things from from their point of view right it's like damn how the fuck would i feel <laughs> if i'm if we get in a fight and then she just she just bounces or just ignores me or just something you know it, it, it doesn't it doesn't help uh further any relationship yeah. and not only uh with your significant other but even with friends and such yeah any relationship you're gonna you, you're gonna If we grew up dealing with situations in a certain way and and nobody ever calls you out you're you're always going to be the same and never grow from from certain situations and I mean I look at things how I used to do deal with them in my teen years if that was the case uh I'd be in jail right now yeah. so it's it's just it's just growing and knowing knowing to to always do the right thing and not 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 just because someone says something bad about you oh, i'm gonna go kick their ass and you know like we all gotta grow up some someday yeah so. yeah i was actually talking about this on uh two podcasts ago and um the the guest that we had on he deals with a lot of negativity online and we were talking about like when people will just say something online about you so you know the way that i've started to look at it now is that it's their anger isn't directed towards me Because I never even had an interaction with this person. Right. I've never you know, scammed them out of money or whatever. So for them to be coming at me like I did do that, that means that they have something internal that they're that not they're dealing, dealing with. with. Or haven't, yeah. yeah. Or they haven't even dealt with it and or they don't want to or they're putting that off on you. Yeah. Or maybe they see that you're in a certain light that they wish that they were in. And they're just like, fuck this guy, you know, yeah. they're taking out their hurt on everybody else. And that's how I've been looking at things uh, a lot more lately is that this, life's tough, man. 
life's tough and if you're not built to to handle the 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 issues that come on with life it, it's gonna manifest itself into something whether it's you know you you deal with that personally and you just let it bring you down or you just attack people online right and you know, that that's helped me out a lot because it, it takes the, the you're, you're better off, off of putting me. your energy into some positive rather than just you know trying to hit up everything that everyone that says something negative about you yeah, yeah no definitely man but uh let's let's talk about your early life so where where did you grow up uh i grew up in santa paula okay yeah so uh uh actually i i grew up in in mckivitt ranch in santa paula which McKivitt ranch what is that it's it's like uh if you're leaving santa paula okay it's uh uh like going towards fillmore okay there's uh they're building new houses there now but uh, it used to be a little ranch with, uh, you know, it wasn't, everyone knew each other. Uh, uh, I, I think during that time, I was like the the young kid. Everyone else was like in their teens and I was like, you know, five, six, seven, and I was hanging around with teenagers. So mm-hmm. uh, that kind of helped me grow grow up quick because, you know. I was seeing what these dudes were doing and I was, I was a, I was a youngster. Yeah. I mean, they looked out for me, but at the same time, like I probably did stuff and seen stuff that <laughs> I shouldn't have been seen at that age. Yeah. So, and it, it, it made me grow up quick. So is that something that, that, that you kind of regret growing up that quick or you just learned how life was at an earlier age? No, I mean, I think we, I, I think we all go, I mean, I know this is going to sound cheesy, but I, I don't think we're going to, we're going to, in life, we're not going to be put in a, in a, in a situation that we can't handle. And I think, uh, uh, looking back at all that now, I, I, some important choices that I've made in life have, I've looked back at, at those times and I'm. I'm saying, all right, this is why that happened. Got you, got so you. So I, I look at situations a little different. So were you a only child, or no? I got two brothers and one sister. Okay, and uh, they 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 still live in Santa Paula. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was it was mostly me and my brothers when we lived in 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 the ran- McKibbin Ranch, and then eventually we moved to to the city, <laughs> Santa Paula. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I remember uh, going to to Santa Paula. That was like a big thing for for me. Because you know you were always surrounded by by lemon trees and yeah. a couple of houses. So oh, so that's how your neighborhood was. It was it was really uh, farm like. Well, I wouldn't say farm like. It was more like a uh, a lot of the people that 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 lived there. It was like like uh like the field workers. Got you. Okay. So that was our only the only people we got to hang out with unless we went to to you know to the city. Yeah. So, how far was that? Uh, it wasn't that far, but at the time it, it seemed far. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you could walk, you know, and you, you'd be there like in five minutes, but you know, back then it's like, it seemed like forever. Like I'm going to go to town, like, Oh, you're going to go all the way over there. But it was like five minutes away. So yeah. Yeah. So what kind of stuff were you into as a kid? Uh, I've always been into music. Like, uh, I remember, I remember, uh, my, my, uh, my, my parents, uh, uh, record collection, it was all Spanish records, but I remember when they used to bump, you know, their music. Uh, they, my dad used to listen to uh, uh, this station, uh, the the Mighty Six Ninety. Mm-hmm. It was like the top forty station. Oh, okay. It was an AM station, and uh, it I I remember music and soccer was like the stuff that I was into. 
like growing up. Yeah. So what what type of music were were you listening to? Um, more more of the stuff that that was on the radio. Just at the like time. the top forty. Yeah, kind but of then stuff. but then uh, one of my uncles, uh, I remember he 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 got it himself like a truck, like a little uh, Datsun, mm-hmm. and he he it was like a at the time I thought it was like a fixed up dope truck. Yeah. And I remember he played uh, Curtis Blow, and I was like, yo, what is this music? Because it was like, you know, hip hop at the yeah. time. So that's when I kind of started listening to more of like the the breakdancing music, uh, hip hop. And, you know, later, year a couple years later, that's when like Run DMC, uh, a lot of the New York rappers and, you know, N.W.A., and then uh, two live crew came along and mess everything. We want up. some panooch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about two live crew is there's a I don't know if you've seen the video, but it's it's like when they were on a, a TV show and they were doing a live performance, and they keep going from the uh, from the performers to the crowd, and the crowd is just looking like mad. What is going <laughs> on? Oh my word! And it's funny. Do they have girls just like? twerking up on stage and they're just rapping their lyrics guys if you never heard two live crew it's probably the most raw stuff that you'll ever hear yeah i think i think that's like one of my go-tos like when people say like you know a lot a lot of people and i get it we're all different but a lot of i feel like now a lot of people get offended more at things uh so when they asked me oh are you offended by this i was like come on man i was raised by two live crew and nwa yeah nothing's gonna offend me so that back then where where did you kind of go for the uh the the hip-hop culture the 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 d or not even cds the cassettes like where would you get your fix on that because even on mtv and such were were they playing that kind of stuff back in the day uh not really it was more of the the you know the hairband stuff like the rock stuff uh i think run dmc was like one of the 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 first like videos that i seen oh okay but uh like i said earlier my friends were were older at the time when when i was uh uh growing up in in McKivitt ranch and uh one of one of the guys and his brother which uh you know they're both my friends one of them passed away uh they 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 got into djing and breakdancing and that's kind of the whole the whole that's when that scene was hot like yeah. the the b-boy stuff and uh I would always like going to their house because they had the DJ set up and they always bought records. So it was it was one of those things like, you know, I'm going to go over here because they got records, listen to the music you like. And, you know, they would be breakdancing. Yeah, and it's, it's just that's when I when I kind of got got to hear like the the planet rock and all the breakdancing stuff. So. So when did you notice that there was a a real change in, in hip hop? What was it Two Live Crew or was it more towards when when NWA was coming out or Yeah, I was I would say like Two Live like like when um <laughs> when I heard uh, We Want Some Pussy, yeah. I was like, "Whoa." Because yeah. you didn't hear cussing. I mean, nowadays nothing phases you, you know what yeah. I mean? You could listen to anything, but back then it's like if you were listening to a song and the song said shit, like all the kids would be like, "Oh, bad word." <laughs> yeah. But nowadays like you know they say every word every bad word out there but you know back then when you heard hey we want some pussy yeah you're like oh shit like these guys are crazy and did they get any any legal trouble back then yeah they they uh they they actually there's a documentary on netflix 
um it's 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 uh it's it's like a hip-hop series of different the ones. series yes 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 and they did one on on uh on uh, uh luke skywalker okay and he talked about how he if it wasn't for him uh they would have censored a lot of music back then because he actually got arrested for for one of those albums really yeah wow and then that was the same thing that was going on with nwa right uh, it was similar, but I think NWA take it to t- took it to a new level because they were like straight, like you know, f- fuck the police, and <laughs> they were more of a target. Yeah. I think with with uh, uh, Two Live Crew, it was more of a you know a freedom of speech thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. When NWA when the NWA came out and uh, gained their popularity, did you notice that um, trickling down to like? your neighborhood the culture the the way that things were going like did you notice a lot more people f- focusing towards that that gangster lifestyle uh i think i think uh i mean at least in santa paula it was more more of the fashion you know the 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 raiders jackets the alley king hats the lokes yeah but uh i think i think the the gang stuff more it, for me at least and and my surroundings it was when uh, the movie colors came out Oh really? That's when you've seen more of a, you know, like you know, people, dudes you went to school with who you used to talk to, like kind of like, oh, these are my friends and this is what we're calling ourselves. So it, uh, it was kind of based on 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 that movie when when I seen a lot of that. So people just started making their own kind of crews and gangs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, it, I mean, you look back at it now. I mean, I, I run into a lot of these friends now when you know there was a period where these friends didn't talk to these friends but now you know i ran into them at graduations and the two guys who didn't talk to are there are both there sitting together cheering for their kids which you know it's it's just dumb shit that we grow up doing and we grow out of it yeah yeah it's it's, it's just I, how how i feel it's people trying to figure out what they're going to do with life who they're going to spend their time with and their like you, like you say, you you looked up to the guys that were were the DJs or something. Yeah, you know, if you see you see some guys that are older than you and they're around girls and stuff and they're drinking and it's just like wow, this is this is something dangerous and it, it's always weird that with dangerous it it has kind of a, a attractive quality to it. Yeah, and 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 not only with that is like you said, like when you're hanging around with 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 people you look up to and and they're drinking, like I was never told like. Uh, you know, don't drink, don't do this. Like, this is bad. I mean, you had the little uh, dare program at school that would, you know, if you do this, you'll die. Yeah. This is your brain on drugs and all that. But I mean, I think that (laughs) even though those were good messages, I think sometimes it kind of, it kind of, even if you didn't know what they were talking about, you wanted to know, like, what are they talking about? What, what's drugs? So, so even if a kid wasn't, they didn't know what drugs was they you know they got now they got they your attention now. yeah yeah but uh yeah i i i just wish there's i mean i and i think we're, we're every human being does stuff that you know they regret but you know so thank god some of us learn from it and not go back to it yeah it's it's hard man it, it's hard to get people to to understand that that like that's not the life that they need to to live especially like here in oxnard man you have generations and generations yeah. not only the grandfather the the great grandfather he was in the gang and then the grandfather and the, the 
the dad, all the uncles, and then mm -hmm. now all your brothers and cousins and friends. It's like, dude, it, it feels like a trap, you know? Feels like these kids they they don't realize that there there is another way yeah. of, of living life rather than going down that that kind of path. Yeah, and it's just it's just a trip. How you know some of us some of us outgrow it, but some of us you know don't. They're still doing it now to this day. Yeah, I remember when uh, it was a uh, Christian's birthday last year. So we went to Toppers right right there on the harbor, and. Um, and Ashley and my, my cousin's wife, and they're setting up at Toppers because we, we got like a whole row and they're setting up the balloons and they have um, one of those portable uh, um, helium. Helium, yeah, yeah. helium tanks. So it's just the portable ones that you could get at Party City and they're made out of the same material as like, uh, as like a, a aluminum can or something. They're not crazy, you know? So at the table next to them is like some, some SA family with the kids and everything and i guess um the the propane thing ended up falling on the floor and like the sa wife or whatever says something to 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 my wife and my cousin's wife like you guys better whatever they said uh -huh. some stupid shit right and then ashley texts me hey there's some people over here at, at toppers they're just like giving us problems i'm like, okay i'm already on my way anyways so i get there and um it's like this, this like homie dude, and with his, there probably like four or five kids there, you know, three homie, homie ladies or whatever, and then him, and they're just like looking at us. I'm like, bro, we're fucking blowing up balloons, like <laughs> you gang banging in toppers, you lame, you know. So they're blowing it up, I'm, and then they're just staring. I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? Like we don't want no trouble, man. Like we're just right here doing the thing. He's like, yeah, all right, dog. I'm like. All right, cool. He's like, yeah. And then he just like starts talking shit to me. I'm like, dude, you're here with your family, bro. Come on. Like, why? Well, I'm here with my family. Just do your own thing. We're going to do our own thing. He's like, well, what's up, homie? Let's take a walk. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go then. Like, well, what's up, dog? We're going to fucking take a walk because of fucking toppers. Are you serious? So he stands up. I'm like, look, bro, I'm not trying to disrespect you or anything. We're trying to have a birthday party for my son. He's like, we're having a birthday here, too. I'm like, well, that's good, dude. You know, focus on your kid, right? You're with your family right here. And you want to be like trying to fight and shit? Well, what's up, dog? Let's go take a walk. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's let's go. Let's go take a walk. Like, what the fuck are you going to do, bro? You're so lame, dude. And then we're walking. And, and, and all of this stuff is just ego and machismo and as soon as we get far away from from their uh from his family and he's all right we'll see what's up we'll see what's up. i'm like all right whatever bro it, it is what it is my cousin's wife comes no hold on guys hold on like don't do this i'm like you know what bro i'm not trying to have no problems dude we're just trying to have a birthday man he's like all right it's all good homie and like shakes my hand I'm like dude why why do you have to be fucking tough in front of your kid like that's embarrassing right? bro and imagine how your kid feels he's turning 10 years old or something and like oh look at dad again right dad's gonna fight again and it's just like it, it's it's i see it as a big insecurity because if you have to go around with your chest puffed out all the time, mad at the world, you know, right. like Cat Williams said, like, what are you gangbanging on bacon, bro? He does. <laughs> you just fucking woke up, dude. You know, like that shit is so lame, dude. I, I mean, I think a lot of us have had incidents like that. And, you know, I mean, thank God nothing happened. But I mean, it's just again, it, it just it, it it's how you deal with the situation nowadays i mean back then like you don't give a shit like all right let's let's go but now it's like like you said we're 
we've all grown out of it. Yeah. Well, most of us have most grown out of it. Yeah. That dude was older than me. I know he yeah. was, dude. And I, I knew my plan because I wasn't trying to fight him. Once we got outside, I'm like, look, bro, I'm not trying to do this stuff. Like, you're here with your family. Like, what's really good? Yeah. I didn't. What I did isn't isn't the problem. You know, mm-hmm. I want you to know that. But if you want to throw down whatever, it is what it is. Right. But I know that he didn't want it to get to that point because he just wanted to show off in front of his family. <laughs> it's like, dude, why, why, why would you have to even show that to your family? Right. You know, I think I think even even like I mean, we were talking about music earlier. I mean, even like you look you listen to Dr. Dre's stuff now. And it's like the way we're talking like back then, it was like, you know, like some of the stuff, his songs and stuff that that, you know, him and Ice Cube a bitch is a bitch, fuck the police, like all, all the stuff back then. And now he's in record saying like, be a, a real gangster is someone who takes care of their family, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, if, if you look at what gangster was to him back then versus now, it's like you, you hear it in his music and you hear him talking about it in records. It's just about growth, you know? Yeah. And I, I wish people would focus a lot more on the growth of individual people that they look up to you. And it's, I know that people that that are in that demographic that they look up to, you know, a Snoop Dogg or Dr. Dre or something like that. But like, I wish they would take the same lessons and the same paths that they did. Like, yo, yeah, that's where I started off, but that's not where I have to end up at. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of us like I, I, I mean, you you dealing with that situation. Like, I mean, I I've I've learned at a young age, too. It's like, uh, you know, sometimes you don't know what that other person's going through or what they've gone through. You, we don't know. Everyone has a story and we don't know it. So uh, not that it's right the way they're dealing with it, but uh, like you don't know what led them to deal with with, with stuff like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you said, he was probably just trying to show off for those girls at the time. And, you know, he's probably thought like, I'm going to get him over here and just say, hey, I was just fucking around, bro. I was putting on a show for the girls. I was putting on, I'm like, all right, dog, I'll let you push me to the floor. Hopefully you get some pussy tonight or something. Let me pay for your pizza. Yeah. Too. Was, oh, dude, you got me, dog. You got me. It's nothing, man. Don't worry about it. I got putting on a show for home. Right. But yeah, dude, that's, that's kind of one of my motivations for even doing the podcast as well is because, like you said, you see the logo around town and people don't know what it is. Right. But hopefully that the, they they get a hold of the podcast and get to listen to a couple of it and and get motivated yeah. somehow, because what my what my my background is, I didn't go to college. You know, I, I didn't go to business school and try to learn how to start a business. It was just I've, I've been dealt the same hand that most people in our town did. You know, right. we went to the same schools. We did the same thing. I, I went to the same clubs and it's just. I, I kind of put my my focus and my direction in one thing, and I I totally feel a hundred percent if everybody did the same thing, if they put their their time and focus and energy into one subject that mm-hmm. they actually enjoyed, that they can definitely make something out of it. Yeah, I agree. I just I mean I I think I think too like you know uh, not not I I know we were talking about the homie the homie guy, but. I mean, you, you look at, at everything, like whether you're into cars, whether you're into fishing, whether you're into, uh, you know, the, the, the cholo life. Mm-hmm. I mean, even that, if you look at that now, that's that's a business, too. Now, like you look at some of these Instagrams and how many followers they have, uh, some of the merch they have. Like, I, I think there's an audience uh, for everything. 
but when it comes down to the 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 I don't like the way you look look at me. I got a problem with you. Then that's when it starts becoming like kind of childish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're in that, if you're in that demographic where you, you, you the gang life or whatever is all that you know, and you kind of want to find like an outlet to I- express that, but not really to be part of that anymore. Do a, a t-shirt company is is the perfect example because you, you could. You can make clothes for for the people that that dress like you do. You know the the type of logos that you would want on it, or you know your own plaid shorts. Yeah, and- one of my favorite Instagrams is uh is the the fools gone wild. Oh, have, sh- have you follow? Do you follow them? I used to, bro. I had I had a, I had unfollowed. <laughs> I just think it's dope the way they build their brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I I I get the. I mean, we're all different. But I, I think, like I said, I keep saying this, like there's an audience for everything. Not everyone's going to like it. But I mean, I don't know. I think the last time I checked, there were close to almost a half a mil. If no I'm, shit. I mean, I may really? be wrong. Let me let me check real quick before. But that's still that that's a great Instagram because they they know their demographic and they know what's funny and they know they know that the people that follow them are going to know a, a person that Three, looks 305, like that. 305 305 That's 000. insane, yeah. man. And guys, that's that's something simple that anybody can do. When, once you start off and then you start accepting uh messages, people sending you DMs like, "Oh, check this out, fool. This is funny." All you got to do is repost it, yeah. you know, and just build build your page up and once it gets to a certain certain uh certain number of followers shit even 25k something like that you could offer hey we got our fools gone wild shirt and i'm sure they already sell oh yeah they got they got all that stuff and that's just a simple example of being able to just create something out of nothing yeah and 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 one of the things that 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 uh i think is is uh if you're gonna do that as a business like don't don't buy uh fake followers or, or or likes like I think eventually the truth always comes out. Yeah. So I I just think it's funny how like you know some some people do do buy them and I I get it. It's for you know whatever else they're doing, whether it's a modeling gig or acting or whatever. But uh, I I just read a story recently where where this influencer on Instagram uh, tried to sell uh, thirty six shirts and she had millions of followers and she couldn't even sell really that many shirts and it, it's because a lot of people were saying too like yo like a lot of your followers are fake so of course they're not gonna <laughs> buy the shirt yeah yeah i uh i listened to um podcast by this guy named andy forsella have you ever heard of him no. before so andy forsella he owns um he owns a, a few um like nutrition companies okay where they, they focus on that and fitness and things like that but he has a podcast called the mf ceo the motherfucking CEO and the way that he talks about business is just like if we would be talking like, Hey, I don't know where to start my business. You've got to fucking do this. You got to right. do that, you know, just straight up. And he was talking about how, how the, um, how social media is going to start changing in the future. And these people, like you said, they have millions of followers, but they can't do anything because mm-hmm. the only reason that people are following because they want to see ass, they do not care about you. <laughs> They just want to see you naked and that's it. So if you don't have a real following, real engagement, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. Yeah. There's companies with a thousand, five thousand followers that they'll sell thirty six shirts 
like nothing. Yeah. Because what they're building is such a niche market and the followers that they have is there are the, the true fans are the of, true of fans the of yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And um that that should give people a lot of hope is that you, you just got to start from somewhere. And, and just because somebody else has a hundred K 200 K, that doesn't mean that they're going to get a hundred, 200 K people supporting them. Yeah. And you, you know, another thing too, is like, I think, I think there's room. I, I mean, sometimes like when you're doing something and then someone else kind of does something similar, like you get upset at the situation and you know, you, I, 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 used to have like a big ego about shit like that but now it's like there's enough room for everyone and enough money for everyone yeah so like when when i look at situations like that and someone says like hey i kind of want to do this what do you think uh i always just say like just do it man like you know that the the way their success they already kind of paved the way for it just switch it up a little bit Mm -hmm. i mean i remember when i first got into radio like and we used to do some like I used to get like shit from people and say like, Oh, you guys are trying to be like so-and-so or you guys are trying to be like so-and-so. And, you know, back then that would, that would fuck with my ego. And I would go back to Rico and say like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't do that no more. But then I look at a, at a thing like dilemma of the day, like that's just like a, the dear Abby section in the newspaper Yeah, that, you know, that's been going on for years and, and we kind of went with it and kind of made it, to fit our, our radio show. And, you know, it started like in 01 and here we are in 2019 and it's, it's still going strong. Yeah. I feel you on that, man. And I, and the, I feel you on the, the ego thing as well, because of what, what we do in the industry before we got into it, it, it wasn't a big thing at all. It wasn't something that people would even focus on. Right. They wouldn't focus on the hardware, the nuts and bolts. And I remember starting up, people would just give us so much shit, man. Like, why am I going to buy it from you? I'll just buy it from Home Depot or something, mm-hmm. you know? And even at the beginning, we were, it was, it was a, a service, what we provided, we we labeled it all we made sure the sizes match or something so yeah at that time it was something that maybe you could find at a home Mm -hmm. depot or something but it was we we basically had to pave the way for for there to be an industry for what we even do and then we we started seeing competition come up and a lot of it was ego i had put my ego on check because i'm like yo i i'm the one that started this i'm the one that got (laughs) all this had to deal with all this shit in the beginning and to make people to change their mind on it and it was just to very recently where i just had to think about things and like you know what who cares what they're doing bro that has nothing to do with you like you should have enough confidence in yourself that there could be a hundred companies doing the same thing that you do but you're still going to have the same amount of seller or of supporters and customers because they're they're shopping with you because of you and, and who who knows one of their customers might be looking at something else and discover your brand based on you know something that and that's that another thing that i looked at as well yeah. because there's a lot of uh, uh ebay companies that popped up that started selling the same stuff that we do relatively the same but it's really really cheap stuff so if somebody saw our, our products and said i'm only gonna spend my money on downstar i'm just gonna buy this it's way cheaper yeah once they buy that stuff they understand why it's way cheaper right put on their car and half of them break the colors are fading or, or whatever because what the people that they're buying it from they have zero passion in it mm-hmm. it's just another product that they can flip so it kind of does us a favor because yeah they get their money from it 
but now they just showed the the their customer that this is the reason why it's cheaper and if you want something that looks better that maybe downstar would be a better fit and i've had so many people that are, oh i'm gonna switch this out because uh I, it's cheap stuff i want to get downstar right so it's just the way that you look at things man it's ego is a big one that um that i had to deal with and that i had to make sure that i get on check and that it was something that was holding me back but just being from from out here man it's just you, you my my ego's always been uh inflated ever since i was a kid <laughs> you know you always got to be puffed up ready to go you know i'm the best i'm i'm the freshest or whatever and it's just who was i really trying to impress you know one one of the things that i i i like about you know uh a lot of the kids that kids that i see now it's like uh uh the it's it's i shouldn't say the i don't give a shit attitude but kind of like you know they do their thing and they've created you know different things that that i think people in in my age groups in in like my generation would worry about like what other people thought like i'm not gonna do that because then people are gonna talk yeah but these kids that are creating stuff and whether you're a you know a YouTuber or or Instagram or whatever it is that you do, like people talk and they don't give a shit. They keep doing what they're doing, and then those people keep talking shit. I mean, I'll use the Kardashians as, as an example. Uh, every time they come up, or even like when we talk about them, all I hear from certain people, and it's the same people. It's like, why are you talking about them? No talent girls and this and this and. It's always like no talent, no talent, no talent. But then if you think back, like, you know, these girls are probably the most powerful marketing team out there. Definitely. And I don't think people look at it like they're just saying like, oh, they just sleep around and yeah. this and this. But I mean, I look at it a little different from, you know, what I do. Like I'm 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 looking at it from from the entertainment side where they're they're uh drama is is my content for my show but at the same time it's like i look at the way they do their marketing and, and i look like all right how can i use that for my show yeah and they're i mean you can't hate on what kylie what 21 billionaire it's insane <laughs> man and for people to even have the argument to be if they're self-made or not it's just there's there's so many other children of millionaires and billionaires yeah. out there that they're not doing shit yep. with their life. It takes a lot to make to make that happen, to make a business happen, and to be in the spotlight and to live that kind of life. And you know, if if I was a person who thought on a surface level, I would think the same exact thing. Yo, she was just popular because she was on a sex tape. Yeah. But how many other people were on sex tapes? that aren't doing shit exactly pamela anderson right now you think about <laughs> it right you think about pamela anderson gra granted like age has, has gotten to her so she doesn't look like she did before <laughs> but it's just they, they had they had the the sex tape back then and they didn't have the impact that a kim kardashian right, would have right, right now you wouldn't see Kim or you wouldn't see Pamela Anderson uh, with the president or something at, at at that kind of formal events. It, it just didn't happen. It was just okay. I, I saw Tommy Lee's big ass dick, you know. <laughs> and then you is move that, on. Is that the part you kept rewinding? That's bro? what I remember, dude. I was like, fuck. I was fucking get that. What are you? What are you eating, dog? 
got me this fucked guy. up, bro. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> but it's, it's to be able to flip that situation. And um, we were even talking about that not long ago. It's like, okay, so maybe the video did come out. And maybe they didn't try to put... I don't know if it, if it came out if it's fact or not. But just to say it's not fact that the video accidentally just ended up coming out. It was on them to switch around the whole narrative of yeah. things and to, to flip it from that. What was that? 15 years ago, maybe dude, yeah. long time ago for them to flip that until the entire family is fed. Like, come on, dude, they build, they build a dynasty, man. Dynasty. <laughs> yeah. It's not even a legacy, bro. Yeah. That's a dynasty. Man. You know what? You know, what's crazy too is like, like, I know, I know you keep hearing about the, the, them having kids, but all those kids are like, you know, look, look at the, the, the licensing of the names and all this stuff, the copyright that they're doing right, right off the bat. The babies are a couple of weeks old. Like, like people should be looking at that and saying like, wait a minute, how can I do that? Even if you're not going to be at that level, uh, it's, it's a start. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I think a lot of people are afraid of failing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've failed at so much shit, bro, that, you know, off of that, when I do something else, I learn like, all right, I shouldn't do it that way because last time I did it that way, that happened. Yeah. So I just think a lot of people are, are afraid of, of, of the start. Like when you said that you started the podcast, you know, your, your friend came in here with his equipment. Yeah. And you know, next thing you know, you, you invested some money in it yeah. and now here you are doing episode 69 69 yeah. baby yeah it was it was a risk that i had to take and i knew that if i was just to get some janky equipment or i have the the as a like a voice recorder app on the phone mm -hmm. that's it sounds cool i mean you'll be able to get you'll be able to get the gist of it but i knew if i would have a rough F episode or i had something busy to do that day so i couldn't get it out on on the scheduled day that we would have that it would be so easy for me to scrap it mm -hmm. you know so so i knew that if i wanted to go in on this that i had to go um full force and um shout out to my wife man it was i i, I was telling her the idea and i was telling her like yeah i don't know if i should do it and she's like you've been wanting to do it why don't you just do it right and i'm like all right cool that's all I that's all i needed let's do it <laughs> do, do, do. amazon get it all you know <laughs> and um it's probably one of the best things that i've ever done and it, it's giving me so much more freedom uh to express myself and not just not just have the car stuff as an outlet but this can turn into anything else and it's funny because uh, uh right before we we went on you gave me a tour of the place and uh i could tell this is this is your getaway because you you say like yo this is the guy that works well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they're messing around all day so it definitely is dude sometimes i'll come in here and just sit down and we got the tv playing and just hang out we got music and yeah. it, it just feels like my my own little little getaway and I want that feeling that I have in here to to um, to roll over to my guests, and I want them to feel comfortable and to uh, to let down their guard, right. you know. And I know that um, that's that's a, a skill that I have and a skill that I want to hone in on, and that I see that a lot of people with podcasts, maybe even that they have more episodes or more success than mine, that they don't have that. It, it's more of on 
like a, a question basis, mm-hmm. question one, two, three, you know, it, it's very structured. And, um, and you know what? Some, some of those work too, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think, see, I, I, I get like, I'm a fan of the, the natural talking and, and, you know, like it, it just sounds like we're just having a conversation yeah. somewhere. But, uh, again, like I, like, I'm like you, I'm not a fan of like, so what'd you do on this date and what happened after? Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan of those, but I know some people are, so I'm not, I'm not going to hate on them. Yeah. But, but again, it's like you, you started something and again, you're, you're on episode, episode 69 and, 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 you know, ho- hopefully, you know, in a year from now, you, you have sponsors and, you know, and it's, you're, you're making money off it. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's ideally what I would like to have because that would, that would make, that would be the excuse for me to keep growing this and keep doing it. Because if there was something that I was just spending time on just because like, it's fun to me, you Mm -hmm. know, that's good. But at the end of the day, I have a business that I have to run. But if this actually turns into another business, then I, I feel you know less guilty yeah. from from doing this, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that since it's a business, it has to feel like an obligation, right? Because I always say, man, if you were to tell me in my mid thirties that I'm gonna be um uh, uh I'm gonna be traveling for work, in my head, I would have a suitcase, I would have a briefcase, I would be staying at some little hotel and calling my <laughs> wife at the end. Oh yeah, the meeting was good, you know, but. I'm going out next week to New Hampshire to a show called H Day. When I go out there, man, I'm going out to eat, hang out with people. You know, I have three podcasts set up and over that's, there. And that's work. And that's, that's, yeah. that's what I consider, quote unquote, work. Yeah. That's what it is. So if this can turn into something like that, where this turns into, into work, but then instead of having a car guy in here, I could have like a rapper yeah. in here. Dude, we're... we're an hour away from downtown LA. Yep. If I can provide um, a platform for somebody and show them, look, this is how many listens we get. This is how much. Um, and even if they don't come here, you're mobile. So, dude, I've yeah. done a podcast while I was driving before, dude. <laughs> I swear, bro. My buddy came from uh, from Atlanta, and I was thinking, you know, it would be dope if we did like a remote podcast. So we went to the the park that's right below the Hollywood sign. Right. I don't know if you ever been out yeah. there. There's a nice little park. And guys, if you are listening, um, you should definitely go check it out because it's cool, man. If you just throw down a blanket or something, you know, go get get some drinks with your lady, some smoothies or something and just chill out right there. It's dope because you could see the Hollywood sign right there. So um, I ha- I have this table that it folds out really small table and it has seats and everything. So we went there, we set it up, and we did the podcast outside. Oh, that's dope. The, and it, and these, the, the mic and the equipment, it, as long as you're close to, to speaking to the mic, it'll drown out all the, the sound the outside. The back noise, yeah. yeah. And then once you edit it, you need to do like the, the noise reduction and stuff. So it sounded awesome. And it was cool, man, just to think like, you know, this is, this is my quote-unquote job that I'm trying to build. Yeah. But I'm right here outside the Hollywood sign with one of my good buddies creating content. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's been something that, um, that has really brought my, um, brought that light back, dude, you know, brought that excitement back. So how long has the podcast been going on? I think I just posted it up the other day, the first episode, I think it was the middle of September. So we're coming up on, on a year. I mean, relatively pretty soon. Wow. 
yeah so so it's moving man but um so i enjoy these type of long conversations and being able to to not have it structured but uh at, at your job how, how do you guys deal with the um the interviews that you have to do like if you could paint a picture on us from what how that would work from the beginning of even making that connection to that day and and so on uh a, a lot of it i mean with with artists they do their rounds to different radio stations i think i think in the area that we're in we're we're lucky when we get a big artist because most of the time a lot of the music artists they want to do the big cities and we're so close to la that they don't give a shit about you know coming to this this market so when they do want to come we want to make sure that it's it's fun for them and it's something that they remember and uh Shouts out to 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 Anderson Pack for naming his his album Oxnard. Yeah. Now everybody oh, <laughs> knows yeah. where Oxnard is, and certain artists have wanted to come out this way just because of his album. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's just a, it's just a trip how how you know someone has to put it on the map like that. I I feel like like Oxnard and Ventura County has always has always been that that southern california uh hidden gem where even like you know like uh like the boxer uh, uh, uh he's a good friend uh fernando vargas mm -hmm. he put he put oxnard on the map on yeah. a, on a worldwide level and you know it took it took an al uh, album from anderson pack for the music industry to to know about Oxnard. So you've noticed a change since that album came out? Oh yeah. Really? Especially well, we're 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 like in the music business, so like in the music world, yes, because uh a lot of people just when they do an interview in in Southern California, they consider it LA. LA, yeah. yeah. So, but I I think Oxnard like a lot of people, you know, they say like, "Where's Oxnard?" And it's like if you live like in the Midwest somewhere and you you hear Oxnard, you know it's just it's just like one of those unique words to yeah. them. So yeah, but I, I I've noticed that with artists like especially like up and coming artists that look up to to an artist like Anderson Pack, they'll they'll they don't give a shit about us. They just want to come over here because for the name Anderson Pack named his album. Yeah, yeah. So um, you uh. Do you have to reach out to these people or do they reach out to you? Uh, we, we deal with the record companies. Okay. Uh, a lot of, uh, we have a good relationship with a lot of the record companies and every, every radio station should have a relationship with them. And, and, uh, they have the artists that they're working with, whether it's, it's a new artist or, or an artist that they've had signed for a while and they kind of do their rounds when they're going to drop a new album or they're trying to push a new single and uh, it, it's just mostly a relationship thing. I mean, with comedians, we've always been fans of comedians and we've always supported comedians. So we've seen some of these cats who who used to do little halls that, that held like 100 people. And now these guys are doing like, you know, big, uh, like the Ventura Theater or the yeah. Levity Live, uh, the Santa Barbara Theaters. And, and now it's like, these guys we built a relationship with them so they make it they make it a point to stop on our at our show now which is cool because now we know every year we're gonna have like a felipe esparza a marlon waynes or yeah. or one of these these big com comedy names stop by our show so 
And it's just that relationship that we built with them. And, you know, the first the first interview with most most of, of them is is a little awkward because you're getting to know them. But once once you're doing like the third, fourth one, you kind of play off of shit that they know about you. Yeah. So you've you've built personal relationships with some of these guys. Yeah. And, and it's more like like a like a business like business. Personal, yeah, it's yes, not yeah. like uh 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 I remember one time I lost my phone and I had numbers in there and uh, now now I label them different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember I, I lost my my phone and uh, a lot of the, the people when I would run into them, they would tell me like, yo, why, why the fuck were you calling me so much? And I was like, yo, I, I lost my phone. I'm sorry. No, but shit. I had them. I had them in there as their, you know. They're, Snoop they're, D. <laughs> he's at Snoop D. <laughs> they're they're real names, and I was like, oh man, like I felt like like an idiot when, oh, when that happened. No shit. So now I kind of like like what I know them by is what I what I put it yeah in there. So, but has has any of them turned into a, a personal relationship? Uh I mean, I I think in some way, like like there's times. I mean, you get you get. You get the ho- the Hollywood side of them, but then again, you get the personal side of them. And I, I, I just think like, you know, sometimes I remember early in, in, in my career when, when we interviewed somebody and I ran into them, they invited me to one of their shows. We went and they kind of like, don't even remember you. You know what I mean? So, oh. so you're like, all right, I see what he was doing. But as you move on, uh, as you get grow, uh, you you kind of learn like who the real ones and who who's just in the business for the business. But it's it's uh, I mean, there's a lot of artists that you know that Rico and I have talked about. Like we see them on their way up and we see them on their way down. So really? like when the, when they're on their way up, it's like they don't fuck with us. But when they're on their way down or on their way up is when when we'll interview them or get something from them. But yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, you, you got to understand the business that everybody, you, I, I'm, I'm sure they feel like everybody wants something from yeah. them all the time. So how would you navigate around something like that? Like that, because I'm, I'm in the same position too. There, there's some people that I would like to reach out to, to have a conversation with them. But then I just feel like, yo, they probably have so many people reaching out to them and I don't want to feel like. I just want something from them, you know. I I always tell everyone, and and I, even if someone's listening, I I always just hit them straight up, and I just I just say like, yo, like I'd love to do an interview with you. Who's your Who's your contact, mm-hmm. or who do I set it up with? And again, most of the time they they won't reply, but once you once you're dealing with an agent or or a or their manager, most of the time those managers manage a lot of a lot of people and now you're you're in that circle where you know if they're if 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 let's say they're coming to our station and you're in that circle they're going to make it a point to stop by your podcast because they're in the area so they're pretty much doing where whatever their agents would would say yeah because mo- mo- most of them have a you know they have they have busy schedules mm-hmm. so it's it's they're the ones who 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 work it i mean there's times where when we we interview an artist and the record company doesn't even know that they're they're here because we're dealing with uh with the the agent or the manager and uh 
our relationship is with the label, but you know, it's, it's just one of those things where sometimes your relate, your certain relationships get you what you want. Yeah. So it, it, it all depends on, on who it is too. I mean, most of the time with us, it's always, uh, it's always trying to deal with the record label first and it, and it's the politics of it. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, then if I know someone that works with that artist and you, you go to, to management. So have you ever dealt with a situation where if, if you wanted to have this artist on the show, it would cost you? Uh, no, no, that's not something that goes on. Yeah, we don't, I I don't deal with, do you know if that does go on? I don't, I don't think so. I've never heard of it, but I mean, I know, I know people who try to do that. Like they'll say like, Hey, uh, send me your song and I'll post it. And this is how much it's going to cost you. That's payola. Isn't that what? Well, in radio it is Uh like, 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 but I'm I'm saying like in Twitter and, oh, okay, and, gotcha. and all that stuff. But I just think like if you're really trying to help these people out, just help them out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just funny to me how, how some people will say like, hey, here's my PayPal deposit 20 bucks and I'll re- retweet your music. And I was like, 20 bucks, bro. Seriously? Yeah. So it's just I and I get it. People are trying to hustle. But I mean. If you're gonna hustle someone, hustle someone who has the money, not someone who's trying to to make it. You yeah. know what I mean? No, that that's like that's where there's a the a conflict with me because I understand what they're doing and they're hustlers and they have the uh, the platform to be able to do that. But from the other side of it, it's like it it, it doesn't feel right. Right. It doesn't feel genuine to See, me. See, to to me is like 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 I know a lot of friends and even even just random people that I know in, in passing who have businesses or who have started businesses. I used to be that guy that, that would say, Hey, hook me up with the shirt or hook me up with this. But now, uh, you know, when I, when I launched a business, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't like when people do that to me. Yeah. So instead of saying that I'll support them and buy their product. And you know what I mean? It's, it's like, they're trying to build a business and I don't want to be that guy that that's asking for free shit. You want to be the guy that they look back at and be like, damn, when I was small, Mambo helped me out. Exactly. Yeah. And now that I'm big, you know, I want, I want him to be a part of whatever I got going and on. And I, I don't do it for that either. Yeah, no, 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 I, just, definitely. I just do it just to, to, to support. Yeah. Because a, a lot of the times, I mean, there's the perks that we get in the business. Like there, there is people who say like, Oh, Hey, will you guys take a picture with my shirt and I'll hook you guys mm-hmm. up with some gear? And, and like, we get stuff like that all the time. But, you know, sometimes it's like, it's like if it's a friend or someone who, who, who has a dope shirt or a dope hat, like I'll buy it. I'm not going to ask them and say like, yo, hook me up with a hat. That's cool. If but you there is, there is, there is people who will say like, no, I'm not going to charge you. Just here's my hat, you know? And all they'll ask for is like, you know, tag me on, on IG or, yeah. or, or whatever. But I mean, if that helps their business and they're hooking me up, then, you know, of course I'm going to do that. But, uh, I, I, I learned not to, to say, be that guy and say like, yo, hook me up with a shirt. Like, yeah, yeah I, cause I, I get it. They're trying to build a brand and build a business. It's a grind, yeah. dude. It's definitely hard. What, what type of business was it that you were in? Uh, I, I'm, we're still in it. I mean, we, we've ran in, we ran into some speed bumps, but we've kind of like, uh, 
hopefully by by the middle of summer everything will be back but uh me and uh, uh one of my friends uh started a michelada mix a couple years ago that's right and uh uh like last year uh we we ran we ran into like a production issue where we couldn't find nobody to <laughs> to produce our product so the, the actual liquid itself yeah. okay so uh so now it's it looks like we finally found something and and it it sucks because when you when you do something like that it's not easy like where you you take the operation from here and put it over here and then you just keep moving like like you're dealing with health departments you're dealing with uh all these permits mm -hmm. and it takes a while it takes time to to when you move from one facility to another one they got to send it in to get it tested they got to do all this stuff so uh, I'm hoping that by midsummer we're 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 going. So right now it. it's a, it's all on pause. It's not on pause. We we finally found a, a a bottling company who's who who can handle what the growth that that we got in yeah into and and uh, and hopefully by you know by midsummer we're 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 going a hundred percent again. Dude, that's awesome, yeah. man. So as far as promoing that, uh, what what kind of things would you guys do? Uh, we do a lot of events where where the product makes sense. Beer festivals, uh, tequila festivals. Uh, we do a lot of in store uh, marketing, like you know, like sometimes when you go into the the stores and you see the Corona girls or whatever, like we kind of had a marketing team that would do samples and wow, and just you know let let people try the product, but it's all it's all in the marketing you know so uh a lot of our money went towards market marketing so it's it's uh it's it's not like like uh it, it's funny because like sometimes like when when someone sees your brand or they see your product in like let's say a bonds like people think like oh he made it yeah when like you're hoping <laughs> you're hoping to make it for the next couple of months yeah so it's just funny how some people uh, paint their own picture of 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 your success based on where where the product is at yeah. or how much they see it. So it's 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 a hustle. Yeah. So what what is your vision for it in the future? What would you like to see the brand become? Uh, I want to I want to see it in every store. Um, I think I think we've we've. Uh, where where it's at now where well before we we came across this speed bump uh it was it was going good we were in we were in a lot of bonds and and slowly growing we were doing a lot of festivals we were in liquor stores uh distribution was 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 coming and and uh i just think once if we get that distribution it's going to make things a lot easier on us because when you see something a lot and you think it's it, you think there's a team and in reality there's only like three or four of of us doing everything yeah and that's on top of 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 the shit that's really paying our bills so a lot of people a lot of people would say like yo how come you don't just quit radio and just do this and i was like because this <laughs> shit ain't making me money <laughs> this shit's paying for this so yeah it's just uh it's 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 a grind, man. It's it's not it's not a. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, man. I could definitely relate to that. And P 
people would tell me the same thing about Downstar. Oh, you you made it or something like that. And I'm like, bro, I, right now, how I feel is that this is this is the very infant uh, part of Downstar. Mm-hmm. We're still growing, man. The the way that I look at the company is every single day I got to get in there and I got to I got to make it happen because if not it's it's not going to keep moving right and just with the podcast you know even even our following with downstar you would obviously think that it would transition over into anything that we do right you know the apparel or or podcasting or whatever but it's not dude this is it's still it's a, a grind, grind yeah. bro yeah and um i think that's what really uh turns people off too is that they're not aware of of the grind and they've never gone through that before usually everybody wants to have um have the results show very very quickly and dude they don't man yeah and you know when 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 you're doing something too you always i know we've we've brought up like the 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 haters that that don't believe in in what you're doing Mm -hmm. and i've seen that happen in everything that i've done and everyone always has a, a a better idea, but those ones that have that better idea, they ain't doing shit. Yeah. So you you kind of just have to put up with those people and keep doing your thing and don't let what they say affect the shit that you're doing. Yeah. And it can it could be a, a stranger online from Kansas or it can be your your parents. Yeah themselves which is really hard and and unfortunate because i know a lot of people go through that not only their um their parents their brothers sisters even their significant others just imagine if you wanted to start something and and your your girlfriend your wife or whatever is telling you no that's dumb that's a stupid idea like that's the quickest way to shoot down your plane you know and that that's hard man and that's one thing that i've been blessed for is to have family members that they just told me, you know what, if that's, if that's what you think, if mm-hmm. that's what, do it. I think a lot of, a lot of DJs my age, like we, we would, uh, we would go DJ and a lot of our money would go back into buying more records. Uh, and, and I hear this from every DJ my age, it's like your, our parents used to talk shit to us. Like, you know, why are you doing that? Why are you buying that many records? And, and. You know, nowadays you see these DJs who are are getting like residencies in Vegas, making millions of dollars, and you you get a uh, now you have DJ schools. You have a lot of shit that you know is around that wasn't around when we were into it. So now DJing is a career for a lot of people. You know, back then it's like, why are you doing that? Go get a go get a, a job with benefits. So yeah, <laughs> so. The support was kind of there, but it's not like, like, like we wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. it's- okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. Yo, what's up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress up needs. Get it popping over here. We have all the kits for the K-Series, the B-Series, the transmission, the mounts, the engine, the Toro, baby. We have the hardware for the seats, for the stereo. We got it for the speakers. We got it for the lug nuts. We got it for the air valves. We got it for everything, dog. So you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up, fool. You can even text us, lame, 818-937-3472. Just shoot us a text and tell us what's up, dog. I need some fucking balls in this bitch. 
hit us up downstoring.com hey and if you got an instagram slide in our fucking dm at downstar wait hit up the homie frank underscore downstar he's the one that takes care of all the dms hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely now saying saying that and seeing where you're at now how how do you feel that um that your family feels about your success as of now uh I mean, to them, I think I'm always going to be <laughs> who I am with uh, family wise. Like, yeah. I don't think they look at, I look at, uh, what I do. Like, like you just, you just think they look at it as just like a regular job. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, uh, I think when it, when it comes down to like certain things, like, you know, like, Hey, what's up with the tickets to so <laughs> so, like shit like that, <laughs> like they'll hit me up. This is but... when strawberry festival comes around. <laughs> Yeah, they like want the parking pass, theme park concerts, like shit, like that. <laughs> like they'll they'll hit me up, but uh, I mean, it's just like when I'm with family, it's family. It's not yeah. like yeah, that it's always good to have that 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 circle that'll keep you grounded and um, that'll make you feel like before you had all these pressures on you, and when you're around them, it it, it just feels like the the quote unquote good old days. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, I think every every parent wants the best for their kids, and I think uh, uh, even though <laughs> my parents or 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 DJs that are my age, when our parents used to talk shit to to us, I think uh, deep deep down inside they really did want the best for us. They were just that wasn't a career, <laughs> you know, when they were growing up. Yeah. So they look at it as like. Uh, us wasting our time doing that yeah a lot of the times that's that's the situation you know it's not really their fault because that's how that's how life was yeah back in the day it was you go to school you go to college and you you get a good career and you just keep your nose down and, yep. and go through life go through birthdays and christmas and hopefully retire and, and have enough money to to sustain your retirement but that's not how things are nowadays. Yeah, I I think I I think I started taking radio serious when when uh, when uh, uh, I looked at both of my grandparents. My both of my grandparents were field workers, and uh, uh, my my uh, mom's dad, uh, my grandpa Menyo, when he passed away, it's like he worked hard his entire life, and uh, I always looked at it like, yo, like he never bought a house, he never. I mean, all the kids were good, but he never got to do yeah. what what we all work for. You know what I mean? To get a crib, buy a house, and and you know, the American dream mm -hmm. shit. But uh, I always looked at it and I was like, "Yo, like I'm doing something that's not hard labor. I'm having fun. I talk shit for a living. Uh, this could this could be my career." So that's when I kind of like like started taking it serious when I started doing the morning show and. And ever since then, I did, you know, make a career out of it. And, and it was money. It was enough money to take care of me and and, yeah. and my wife and kids. So And not only making a career out of it, you actually changed the trajectory of your entire family. Not only your your immediate family, but the family that the cousins and, and nieces and nephews and things like that. And they're looking at you as somebody who is is living their life and their full potential and having a good time and thinking to themselves like hey maybe i can do that 
in yeah, the future not, somehow. Yeah, and not just family, but like anybody. Anybody, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I mean, I never thought I was going to be doing radio if I look back to, you know, like elementary school and sixth and seventh grade and going to, to career day. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I never went into class and say, like, yo, I want to be a DJ for a living. Like, I remember going to band and, and trying to play the trumpet and the drums and I fucking sucked at yeah. it. Yeah. But I love music. So it's just crazy how I ended up, you know, being in the music business in a different way. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I always try to put out is that if you have a passion, that's like that's a bonus as it is, because there's a lot of people listening right now that that aren't really passionate about anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you have that that sort of passion, like I was saying with uh, with my cousin David, he has passion for fishing. And I was just like, dude. To be honest, you're letting this passion go to waste mm-hmm. because that when you talk about fishing, your eyes light up. Right. But when you talk about anything else, it's just like, you know, mundane. It's just the regular day to day things. But guys, if you're listening, if there's anything that, that you do and it just whenever you talk about it, it just makes your eyes light up. You have to figure out how you can make something happen out of that not even really monetize it it's just like you you can even just make an instagram and make a make a hub for people that are into that same thing as you are yeah and you you'd be surprised too like once once uh someone hits you up on it uh i remember the first time i did radio and someone asked me like hey how much do you charge to uh to do a commercial for me and i was like wait a minute people pay for this yeah so once that happens, then, you know, you're doing something you like and that's when, you know, everything else starts falling into place. Yeah, man, it's it's such a blessing to just be able to do w- what you love and at, at the very minimum to be able to go into somewhere and be happy throughout that day from whatever you're doing, because there's a lot of people that go through their life. And um, they're just working jobs and and getting yelled at all day and just coming home stressed and right. that stress pours over to your to your significant other to your kids and to your friends yep. and it's it's just something that like the world shouldn't be like that anymore, man. You know, I had a I had a friend who who uh, I forgot what he went he he went on vacation and he's like, bro, I don't want to work. Where I went, nobody works. <laughs> Everybody just chills, and they look like they don't have a worry. And he, when he came back to work, he's all like, "Yo, we work too damn much." Yeah, so. no, it's true, man. It's um. Do you ever go to Jimmy John's right there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy John's. They have all those little signs that have maybe a funny quote or something like that. I don't know if you ever seen those or yeah. read those, but if you go in there, there's there's one where it's this uh this business the successful business guy he goes to uh, Mexico. And he goes on like a little small fishing trip and he's just bullshitting with the guy. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll just get up in the morning, come out here and we'll go fish for the day. And the guys, the business guys tell him, like, well, you don't have any other boats, any employees. He's like, oh, no, no. He's like, dude, if you had more boats, then you could get more people out. Then you can make more money. He's like, oh, well, why would I want to do that? It's like, well, then you make more money, then then you're able to to buy more boats, you have more employees, and then you just expand from there. Right. It's like, okay, well, I mean, then why? He's like, well, then you just make enough money as you want, then you can just move to Mexico and 
just live here and not have to work anymore. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's, that's what I do now. <laughs> you know, right. That's exactly, it's all about perspective, man. It's how, how people are looking at things and, right. and, and how I think uh, a real shame nowadays is how people glorify money and what money really is. And I think that they forget actually what it really is, is, is it's, it's a tool. Right. It's a tool as much of a tool as, as a pen is, mm-hmm. you know, the pen is to write down on a piece of paper, the the money is to to buy you things that you need, you know, food, clothes, shelter, things right. like that. But we glorified it so much and made and held money on, on such a high standard that we'll pretty much do anything, uh, whether it's leave your kids and not spend time with them, do things that you don't want to do, you know, do things that aren't right with you and don't sit right with you, but you do it for for money. And it's just like, why are you doing right. all of these things? You're selling parts of your life for, for these tools that you're not even putting to work you're saving all this money and it's in the bank for what you're not even doing anything with it yeah i i think one of the things too like since we're talking about money is like when when uh when people ask me about about money like what would you do or, or not not money but what would you do different if you could go back I think money is one of the big things that that I always tell people is like, yo, like, like take care of your credit score and (laughs) and always, always have fun with your money. Like, don't overthink it, because I think a lot of people like like I know people who just save their money and they don't do shit. And and like, what are you going to do when you die? Like, you're not going to take that shit with you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I also see people who. And I was one of them for a long time. It's like uh, I was spending money on the on the dumbest shit. Like 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 I like to collect sneakers. Yeah. I've always been like that. But now it's like I know I don't have to fucking buy every sneaker that comes out. So so I'm not saying that that's how I wasted money, but I would just buy like dumb shit. And yeah. I always tell people like, yo, like be careful what you spend your money on, because. You might have it now, but, you know, a year from now, your business or your job or whatever it is that you're doing might not be there. Yeah. Then what? So. Definitely, man. And and for, speaking for myself, you know, I was always after the new Jordans as well, you know, trying to dress nice and Gucci belt and things like that. But re- the reality of it was that I was doing all of these things because I was trying to impress people and right. I, I was insecure about who I was. And I was at the club, you know, trying to look fresh and stuff because I wanted to to pull girls. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about it, it's like, why would I want a girl to like me just because of, of, of the things that I have a belt? <laughs> yeah. You know, how stupid is that? You know, it's like my mentality is <laughs> fucked up, bro. I'm breaking up with you. Look, <laughs> look, babe, a new belt. I got the belt. All right. We can do another month. We're good with it. But for real, man, a lot of it is, it is about insecurities. You want to have the best car. You want to have the nicest house. And, you know, me even being into cars and loving cars, I have my BMW, the M4. It's like a high model BMW. But after I had it for, for a little while, it the, the luster kind of wore off of it. Right. And I enjoy driving that car every single day. But it's not to the point where I'm like, yeah, I want people to see me in this. You know, I'm stunning in the car. It's just it's it's the adrenaline of actually having that right. car. And that, that kind of scares me for the future, too, because always wanted a lamborghini ever since i was a kid that's been my goal right you know and and the day that i get this car i know that that it's going to be the most exciting thing ever but it, it 
it's going to just die down. Yeah. It's going to die down. And, and then I'm going to think, okay, now what, now what <laughs> am I going to do? You know, but I, I kind of want to take the power away from, from material objects right. and say, yo, if I want this object, it's because it represents, it represents a goal that I accomplish. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than, than what it would represent to, to somebody else. You and it's true. I, mean? I think, I think, how you said that you want to take away from the materialistic stuff, but we all like nice stuff. But I think, you know, uh, if you work hard for it, you, yeah, and oh, definitely you'll get it. But I mean, I just, I just think, and I always trip out on the people who, who, who again, hate because people, people have nicer stuff than them, but they could be doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, you said it earlier, you and I have the both the same amount of time in a day. It's it's what we what we do with our time that's going to determine if you get that Lamborghini or if yeah. that person could also get a Lamborghini. Not just not just you know fucking write a bad comment on someone's page and, and try to feel better for yeah, that, exactly. that time. You know, if people were were able to sacrifice and put off those 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 good feelings that they can get whether they go to the club and get bottle service mm-hmm. or they buy some new shoes or something. Yeah. Put that stuff on pause for the next five years. Yo, and- I wish I would have not done all that dumb shit. I could, <laughs> I could have had <laughs> some money in my bank account. Cause yeah. you know, you think about the, the bottle service shit is, is hilarious to me looking back at it now. And I, I laugh at it because I still kind of do it sometimes. Yeah. Like we go out to dinner and you know, the, we'll be with a group of people like, Hey, what do you guys want to do? Oh, let's go over here. And we'll go over there. Like, you know, what are we going to do? Let's get bottle service. And then you think back to how much that bottle will actually cost you. If you go buy it somewhere and you're paying four times the amount, I'm just like, fuck, like, why did I do that? And the gratuity on it? I never knew that. I was like, what What the hell do you mean? A hundred bucks. That's that's way more than fifteen percent. Yeah, that's why that that's one of the reasons I don't go out because I I I always like to have a good time and I want the people around me to have a good time also, and uh, I'll I'll be I'll be that dude who who would would buy the bottle <laughs> service for everyone and wifey will be in the background unhappy the as shit. Yeah, doing? exactly. Yeah, I feel. You. I mean, if you get to a point where you have excess of funds where if you if you spend a little bit on something, it's not going to affect your uh, your overall life as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's nothing wrong with that, but you, like I say for me personally when I would do those things, it was, it was a large large chunk of my finances that I would spend on something that really didn't do anything for me. Right. It just made me uh, appear differently in the eyes of people who shit didn't even care about me at all. Right. You know, right now I want to, I want to dress like a bum. I want to look as poor as I can because I want to <laughs> see the people around me that were still fuck with me at that point. You know, right. who's, who's going to fuck with me when I don't have bottle service. Who's going to be standing on the wall with me. Right. You know, nobody. <laughs> Dude, it's from from the life that I used to live before to the life that I have now. I don't associate with anybody before, and it's not because of yo I'm better than those people. It's that the reason that I was hanging around with those people, it was it was something different than I expect from people nowadays. Right now, how I like to look at say we're talking about currency. I feel that the only real currency you have is time, and 
I'm busy. You're even more busy than I am. And for you to actually give me your time to be here, like this is something that, that I pr- appreciate and, and I'll never forget it, man, mm-hmm. because to have uh, two to three hours of somebody's time, man, that's a lot. And I used to give that up like nothing, right. man. I used to give four or five, six hours to people who didn't give a shit about me. Dude. Plus pay for the bottle service. <laughs> exactly. Dude. Be the one, I would be the one who would pick, the, pick them up, go to the club, drop them off i'm like dude i'm not even getting any, any <laughs> pussy from this dude what the fuck am i doing all this shit for you know you got oh, me shit. fucked up and now i'm leaving this with all of your problems you just told me all the problems that you have and when i'm trying to come up with solutions for you you shooting down all these solutions you know for for every salute you have a problem for every solution i have and i'm still taking it like nah dude it was i was fucked up with my time that i was giving away to people and it's just I, I have a lot a lot deeper relationship with time now that I think that a lot of people they, they should have and they should realize, you know, even if right. you're spending this time with in a relationship with somebody who just makes you feel like shit every day. Like, it's not right, dude. You, sh- you shouldn't do that. You should have more respect for yourself because when you're on your dying bed and you OK, the doctor tells you, hey, you have 30 days to live. Now you're going to be trying to do everything. I'm going to go skydiving. I want to do this. I want to go. Yeah, I'm going to see my mom one last time. It's like, bro, why, why didn't you do that when you had the time right? to do it? <laughs> it's like taking the flowers to the to the dead person instead of taking them exactly while man. they're alive. And what you saying that, that that makes that that's so sad is that when somebody does pass away, um, that brings me to one of the topics that I wanted to bring up. Like when when Nipsey passed away, you know, rest in peace and Nipsey Hustle. Um, a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork and telling how he how he impacted their life and whether they told him personally or put that out there mm-hmm. or not, it just makes you realize things like, yo, people aren't gonna be around mm-hmm. forever. If you think of any rapper And who, you never know. It's killed, not just it's not just old age. It's you never yeah. know. I would have never thought that Nipsey would be one to get killed, especially in front of his store like that you know it just it just doesn't make sense and uh i me personally i could only speak on my my uh my experiences a lot of times that where i didn't want to tell somebody that they're doing a good job or that i admire what they do is because it was of my ego too right i didn't want them to feel like you know i oh since i admire you that now i think that i'm below you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that that was how i had it fucked up in my head is whether that I don't want to tell somebody that that they did a good job. I'll just do the Oxnard. Oh, you oh you think you're bad now? Fool. Exactly. You know that's the same <laughs> shit, dude. But instead of just giving someone props, yeah, yeah. But and um, I think I think that shit that 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 we all have to outgrow. I think I think as we grow older, most of us do. But I think, uh, I think when you I, when I look back at shit like that, I just kind of like say like, oh, I was an idiot for that. Or uh, when someone does it to you, like you think. Like, why is he not? Why is that dude acting like an idiot with me? Like, yeah. I don't even know who the fuck he is. So, I just, I just think it's, it's shit that that you hope people will outgrow. Yeah, that I'm the reason I wanted to take it to uh, the Nipsey Hustle. Um, I wanted to ask you, since you've been in the music industry for so long, do you remember that the impact um, before and after the death of of Tupac and Biggie? Uh, I, that I had just gone into radio when, when a lot, a lot of that stuff went down. Uh, I, I know the, the, uh, to me, 
I was young and and the the drama that that came with the whole east east coast west coast beef uh it's sad because someone someone lost their 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 son you know what i mean so you look at shit like that as a grown up and then you look at look at what people from the west coast or the east coast were looking at it like you know fuck biggie or fuck Pac, and you're just thinking like yo how how childish was that or even like the people involved in that situation yeah um and they were both dope artists but it just sucks like again going back to how many people were giving nipsey love after like it's the same shit you know what i mean yeah i I mean it's just it's it it just sucks that people appreciate you more when 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 you're gone yeah and when i uh when i look at those two that passed away when I, I was maybe nine or so, something like that. So the, the, the significance really didn't hit me as much as it would now, like as Nipsey passing, you know, it didn't, it didn't really make much sense to me besides, you know, Oh, he, he died. You know, I knew what death was back then, but I just didn't, I didn't know what their importance was in, in the community. And now I kind of, I kind of look back at it and, and I wonder if, a lot of that half had to do with you know them not getting their flowers while they were still around people um holding them uh, no disrespect to them but people holding them higher than they were at that time i i don't know if if when they were out were they the heads of the the game well i think it was it was more the labels cuz it was death row and and gotcha and bad ba- boy and bad boy but uh again i i think uh a lot of people realize more how important they were to to the hip hop culture and their their brands after they were gone. I mean, I mean, look at the sales in their albums. And till this day, like a lot of the DJs still play their songs as as the the go to's. Yeah. And uh, I I just think uh, in 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 radio with me, like I wasn't there when when. Uh, when when it sucks it sucks when you're on the air and you get news like that because you you as a as a as a, a radio presenter yeah you have to put that that out wow i, I rem- thought about that. I, I remember i was in in the the only time i was on the air where i had to like give that news and it just felt weird was uh uh when Aaliyah passed away yeah i was i was doing uh radio in fresno and uh one of the 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 morning show guys was at a concert in LA and they had made the announcement at the concert and he called the studio line and he said like yo like look into to uh see if Aaliyah re- really passed away cuz that's what that's the rumor that's going around at the concert so i'm calling trying to get call the label and you know back then like like the phone access to the internet and all that wasn't as easy as it is today so you're kind of logging on to the AOL through the phone line. (laughs) So it was just like one of those days. And then once you found out that it is true, it's like, now you got to figure out, all right, how to. So was this the next morning that you had to, or it was, I was, it was that day. I was at that time. Yeah. At that time. Oh, wow. So it, it, it just sucks because that's, that's a moment you can't get back. You just, say and you know you start getting their music ready and you know a lot of stations pay pay tribute to the artists in that way it's like you know you you play you pay 
play their music and it's kind of the same shit that i was talking about earlier it's like we played nipsey nipsey's music but we didn't play it as much as like the way when when he passed away and a lot of i i think now everyone has a voice so everyone gives their opinion uh whether it's on instagram or twitter kind of saying like oh like all these stations all of a sudden playing nipsey now that he's dead but uh I mean, radio stations have been doing that shit for, for years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they pay. That's the way a lot of radio stations pay tribute to situations like that. Yeah. But uh, I think with with social media, everyone has has an opinion now that that the world can see. Yeah, I I feel like I I sit on both sides of the fence of that, especially with uh, XXX Tentacion when when he when he passed away or when he got killed. Um, I never seen him on radio or mainstream or anything like that. And he was, he was a force man yeah. of, of the, um, of that culture, the, the younger hip hop culture. But, but see, I, I don't think a lot of people, and I, I, I say this to a lot of people is like a lot of people, I think, I think just, just because they think something's hot. And even if it's, if, even if their streaming numbers and all, all that stuff was hot, uh, if my own, if my uncle Joe makes a fucking bomb ass burger, I can't go to McDonald's and say, "Hey, you guys need to start making the hamburgers the yeah, way my uncle, my uncle Joe." Because uh, at the end of the day, we're a bit a commercial radio business, and it's it's the top forty songs in the country, mm-hmm. and 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 the way radio works, it's not like. Hey, let's let's get this guy. Everybody's telling us to play this this guy. If that was the case. You know, we wouldn't be playing the same same song, you know, twelve times, thirteen times a day. Uh, there's there's a formula behind it. It's not just like, oh, we're gonna get this song and just play the shit out of it and yeah. piss everyone off. And that's what you get from a lot of listeners. But uh, it, it comes down to 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 ratings, advertisers, you know, people who are really paying the bills. Yeah. And radio's free, so yeah. it's funny to me, like like. Like the people that complain about free shit, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like radio is 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 funny to me because we 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 hook people up with prizes. Mm-hmm. We don't charge for our service, and people that win, they still find something to complain about. Yeah. And to me, it's like, yo, man, like you got free tickets. What else do you want? Well, can I get a parking pass too? No. So, there's been situations like that. Oh, so to shit. me is to me it's crazy how no matter what you're never going to make someone happy, man. Yeah. You 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 want to hear a funny story, dude? <laughs> David was probably with me, man. So back in the day when um when the Q147 van used to be around and it would be the the Busta Rhymes song, when oh, it yeah, play yeah, it. Yeah. Yo, what's up everybody? We're right here at Arco. <laughs> yeah. Stop by. We'll be here from 12 to 3. The Night Rider we, theme. Yeah. Yeah. We would be there all the time. We would be there all the time that um I remember this one campaign this summer. Maybe you even remember, but it was a long time ago. Um, it was like a Coca-Cola campaign. So they would give out beach towels with the sun on it, beach balls oh, and yeah, things yeah, like the, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um I remember that we would follow the stops because we we would be with our moms and we would go to the mall and Target and things like that. And then we would hear it on the radio and like, okay, let's go check it out, you know? <laughs> 
they actually told us you could only win one prize every 30 days. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell, dude? They they recognized us, bro, and we were, we were definitely scamming the system. Yeah, they, they got rules, you know what I mean? But <laughs> I don't know. To me, it's like uh, I've, I've always been told shit because I'm, I'm like, you know what? It's someone that supports you. And if yeah. you treat them like shit, it's like. They're gonna. You're giving them a reason not to like you or listen to you. Well, we definitely gave them a reason to tell us that though, because we had <laughs> mad towels. Dude. We started a little little stand at the swami. We, after. Had, we had the towels all lined up, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, yeah. Even I mean, so so does does it make sense that when when X would have passed away, his music would have got more popular, would have jumped more on the charts, and then that's how it would have bled over into radio. Well, some. Sometimes, sometimes uh, the label the label is not working their music for radio. Sometimes there's the the artist's sales are good or their streams are good, where they're not even worried about it because you know this artist is their priority versus this one that's already it's the machine's already moving. Yeah. You know this is the one we want to we want to get moving, but sometimes it's the labels that make those calls. Gotcha. So we kind of go with what what the label is putting out as new music i mean since since people had access to to discovering new music outside of radio like finding it on youtube or soundcloud uh when we would play stuff that and we would say here's new music by insert whatever Mm -hmm. artist the true fans would call us and say like that's not no new music that shit's been out for two years yeah and you know to them as a fan we get it but to the 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 radio listener like it's a little different for them because you know they're used to hearing what the shit we play on the radio which is new to them but it's not new to the the true fan yeah no i feel you on that and that's that's the only reason why i bring up him as an example is because I, from from a fan's point of view, it felt like a, a lot of radio stations, and and not not only your radio station, but just all around wherever yeah, I, I think travel, a, not a even of, in the whole country. And I think I think a lot of the drama that comes around sometimes, like like uh, again, social media, like like uh, R. Kelly, for instance. Yeah, like his situation is fucking horrible, mm-hmm. and a lot of stations just stopped playing him and you know, the shit that, that, that was going on with, with X, like I'm pretty sure a lot of, a lot of uh, music directors and programmers look at that and say like, you know what? I'm going to see what other people do before oh, I jump got on you. So there's, there's not only the label not working the record, but it's also the, the shit that might come with that, with, with you playing that artist or whatever it is. Just like uh, I remember early in my in my uh, in my DJ career radio, uh, I played uh, I played the clean version of F the Police on the radio. <laughs> Wait, there's there's a clean version. I had a clean version and I remember <laughs> I got shit for it. Yeah. And I get it now as an adult. Like back then I was like the, the dude like I'm going to play this shit because nobody plays it and I like it. So and you had that freedom. Yeah, you 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 had freedom back then. You had a lot more freedom back then than than you do now. Like now, a lot of it is is you know the top forty records, uh, the 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 playlists. Yeah. That that DJs got to follow. A lot of the stuff like um, 
I mean, you do get those one request here and there that you're able to switch around because it's it's a popular song and you know it's going to come up. But uh, I mean, back then, it's like <clears throat> if you had like an older song that you wanted to play, like you you played it. And as long as it was clean and it didn't cuss, like you were good. And once 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 a lot of DJs had access to the 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 editing programs where you could clean up a dirty song yeah. like that you know ain't no fun and all this other dirty shit made it to the radio yeah well um going back to uh what, what you were saying about about radio stations and trends and things like that i remember when uh when nipsey passed away and then um kodak black made that video um pretty disrespectful things he was saying mm -hmm. uh, about um Lauren London. Lauren London and you know I, I see it from both sides you know he he's he's a younger guy what he was saying like when when you're in a when a group of your friends like we all say things that um are inappropriate I know I do oh yeah <laughs> we, we we do that a lot um and uh we have this thing when we when we make a joke like that about something and it's amongst friends and we say too soon like oh, like got you yeah, whether yeah. it's like a uh a world disaster or, or a Definitely. situation like that. But, uh, I think I, I forgot what comedian said it, but it's, it's crazy because in, in, in certain businesses like being, or, or, or like being a comedian, like, like they're always looking for the joke in situations. Yeah. Like, how can I make this into, into something funny where people are going to laugh? Yeah. Not that they're laughing at, at what happened, but how can they, they 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 filter it through their through themselves and make it into something funny and i just think we we all have that but i mean the way he said it in that video i was just like yo this dude is yeah he's tripping man <laughs> and he, he was he was live it's not like you know, oh well, it was it was on yeah. you're right it was yeah. on a lot yeah he was tripping man and uh the reason i bring that up is because um power power uh what is it what is it now i forget it's not power 106 yeah power 106 the Wait, leakers the leakers that's I think, who that's who it was yeah. they, they they banned any of his music i want to get your opinion on, on on like that kind of situation of things have you guys ever had to run into anything like that where you just ban somebody for for something that they did yeah we've done i'm we did the we did the kodak black thing too oh really with that yeah is it still live to this day uh yeah but i i just think like in in that time it's like you know what fuck you we're not supporting you. yeah but i just think uh uh like now every with social media everyone has a voice to where uh even like like the the when the michael jackson documentary came out mm -hmm. and and uh we weren't even playing michael michael jackson yeah but people were hitting us up i can't believe you guys played michael jackson blah 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 but you just have those people that love to cause drama for no reason so they they have a generic uh a tweet or whatever and they tag mm -hmm. you on it just to get a reaction from you yeah but sometimes a lot of the times again like shit like that scares uh companies you know what i mean like i don't want that type of drama let's not play their music and a lot of a lot of bigger companies do do stuff like that like like i've i mean the the r cali situation like i we don't play r cali mm-hmm uh, I know we have like a flashback Fridays <coughs> where our DJs are able to play like whatever flashbacks they want, but that's on a do not playlist. Yeah. Just because of 
you know the shit that's coming out on them like like that's not cool yeah and he's still making money off his music and we don't want to be a part of, of of that crazy man it's sometimes it makes you think that like this reality that we live in is uh it's it's like a movie yeah you know just just to be able to even even thinking back in the day when the first r kelly stuff came out like i was old enough to understand that that the the it was an underage child, mm-hmm. but the more uh, the more thing that hit me was like, oh, he peed on her. What? That's kind of crazy, and mm-hmm. that even bled over to like you know um, Dave Chappelle and things like that. So it was more of a joke to me than what it actually really was. Right. And now me being an adult and taking in that whole situation, I'm I, I think back at at people at the that, age at, and all at the that time yeah. i'm like dude this is fucking crazy yep. that that was still going on and this dude's still doing songs with people yeah like he should have been blackballed from back in the day yeah it's, it's just i mean there's situations like that that come come up in 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 the radio business where you know you you talk about it with you know your co-workers and music consultants and it, just everyone and you know so most of the time it's like if we're doing it is because everyone else is like not fucking with it but there there does comes those times where like yeah i don't like what he did so yeah fuck him you yeah know? i mean we did that shit with <laughs> like in the early 2000s uh we send our our girl to do a uh an interview somewhere and a shanti dister and we fucking wouldn't play a shanti on our morning show until she apologized really yeah and, and did she do it well, we ended up leaving to a different oh, radio gotcha, station gotcha. And, and, you know, all that shit happened. But it was just funny because every time it would come up, we would start playing it and our listeners would call us and say, hey, you're playing Ashanti. Why are you playing it? And we would stop it and just go into the next song <laughs> and shit. So no way. But it was it was like a part of the show thing. But there was a story behind why we didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. Now, having all of these different guests on the show, have you run into a, a lot of disrespectful ones? Yeah, you get you get a lot, a lot, especially like like the bigger artists. I mean, there was a there was a situation one time where uh, I, I'm I've always been and still am a Wiz Khalifa fan, and uh, I was excited to to interview him. And when we were interviewing him, his whole like energy and everything just kind of killed it for me. Yeah, because I was like, you know, I'm in the business. I'm looking forward to do this and the way he acted and shit was just like, ah, oh, this sucks because I'm a fan and I seen, I seen your true colors. Yeah. So, but I get it. We all have bad days. I mean, I'm still a fan, but I just, I just think it sucks that we spent an hour of our day and we never got to run the interview. Uh, it just, it was, wow. it was such a bad interview that we just canned it and like, eh, whatever. Damn. That's too bad. And, and, and sometimes you, and sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you think like, oh, this guy's is, this guy's is going to be a dick, blah, blah, blah. And they're the greatest interview ever. And, you know, it's, it's just a, like a fun interview and stuff. So, so who are some examples of that? <laughs> um, I think, I think some examples, uh, uh, Ty Dolla Sign was, was a good one. Nice. Uh, I really thought like, oh, this guy's just going to be on some Hollywood shit, but he was, he was real dope and he fucking, he, he, he was getting high during the interview and we're in a little fucking room like this and we all got high <laughs> no shit. off his, off him. 
he went to through like three blunts and and by the end of the show everyone's just fucking high because wow because he's getting high and shit so yeah and then the it was funny because once the office is started opening and the salespeople like they were coming in and saying like wow it smells like skunk like, <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah it does huh? <laughs> they didn't know what the fuck was going on yeah. so it's just it's just moments like that where where you know you think it's gonna be bad but he was actually like one of the best ones that that we've had who do you think would be the biggest uh person that you've ever interviewed before uh well we've done a lot of big names in in on like phone interviews oh okay. but uh in person oh man in person i i back in the day we did mariah carey but oh, wow. that was that was another situation where where it was one of those it was like a, a 10 minute interview and we probably only used like a minute of it because it was that mm. you know she's a diva so yeah so it was it was a <laughs> it, it was crazy when we did that interview because they told us to be there at a certain time we got there at that time she still made us wait like two three hours and then when we finally got to go in it was at a at a hotel uh the temperature wasn't <laughs> what she requested so we had to wait it was just like a, a, really yeah it was like a diva ass interview and again we only used like a, a minute of that that's terrible yeah. man when, when people get to that level i don't think i would ever want to be at that level man that's that that's kind of so uh, disconnected from humanity in my eyes that it's just it's just something that i really wouldn't want to be a part of yeah but I mean, it, it, it happens. I mean, uh, years, years later, we got to do a, a, a interview with her on the phone when, uh, when she had that little thing happen on the new year's. Remember when her mic messed up? Oh and, yeah. <laughs> so when we were interviewing her, her, her manager says, Hey, you guys could talk about whatever you want, but just don't bring up the new year's situation. <laughs> so as soon as we went on, that was my first question. So really? I was like, yo, so what happened on New Year's? And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> she like answered like a different oh, question. It was, it was funny. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> now in, in, in broadcasting, who are some people that, uh, that, that you look up to or, um, that you have looked up to in the past? Uh, I mean, now I look a lot, a lot of the, the, the younger ones, uh, that, that, and and I don't I don't know names I just know their Instagram stuff. Got you, got you. And I just like the way their 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 uh, their love for radio is still there. Uh, but when I when I first even before I got into it, um, the Baker Boys was a was a big one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were doing uh, they were doing Power in L.A. and uh, the cr these uh, these crazy kids, which uh, which uh, it was Joey Boy. He mm -hmm. used to do the three thirty dirty, and yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was Johnny, and they used to do Power One Hundred Six, and they used to do nights, and uh, they they were like the ones that that you know I I grew up listening to when I was getting ready for school or when I was at home yeah. in the evening, but those those are the ones that that caught my attention because I always felt like yo like these dudes are like just having a good time. They don't sound like announcers on the radio or nothing. Yeah. Is I, I think maybe Joey Boy was the one that uh, banned us from getting the towels. 
Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I remember, I remember him back in the day. That was another one that we would look up to too, man. It was uh, those those were good times, you know. And he's still doing radio, right, in, in Arizona. Yeah, he's an AZ man. Yeah, shout do, out he's, to him. He's man. doing the morning show out there. And it's just crazy because these dudes that that I that I look up to is 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 you know eventually I ended up working with them. Yeah. Uh, the Baker Boys they run their show, <clears throat> their syndicated show on our mm-hmm. station. Oh really? Yeah. And um, my boss, he 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 did uh he did uh, radio too out here. But it's cool to still sit with them and talk, you know, talk radio with people because a lot of people, even when I got into it. They would say like, oh, radio's dead, radio's this. But I mean, there's a lot more ways for you to get your music. But I think people still still fuck with radio. They don't they don't do it as much as they did before. But yeah. I think it's still a way for them to either get their day entertainment or their their uh, their pop culture entertainment because they get it. You know, they got 15 minutes to listen to it. Like if you're driving to work, it's yeah. not like you're listening. They're listening to you for the whole show. They're listening in, in little parts. Yeah. And that's why it helps out to have um, morning shows like uh, the one that you guys have, because it makes you feel like more than just like, hey, guys, yeah. <laughs> listen to this track, you know, like some of the other stations. <laughs> you know, what's funny is, is uh, uh, I was talking to someone about about that, but in in markets like ours like uh a lot of the shows aren't even from from uh the area like we're we're lucky to be doing radio in in where we grew up at in yeah. a small market like this because a lot of a lot of state a lot of markets like ours they they get their shows from either LA, New York and you know like Ryan Seacrest yeah. he has a fucking show like in every country mm-hmm. i mean in every state and uh it's just a, a recording of his of his morning show that you know yeah. someone produces for him but i mean we're blessed to be able to do it where we grew up in, grew up in but uh at the same time i think this area is is it's cool that you you get to listen to to local a local show versus a show from somewhere else yeah definitely people that that know the community people that know what's going on in the community people that you can actually see in the community and that's that's why we do a lot of the the i mean when we had you in there we did the local friday yeah and i think that's just like putting the spotlight on like hey like we do we do this show but we we know there's new businesses out there there's there's successful businesses there's uh music artists from the area and we like to put the spotlight on on those people here so as far as the uh the local friday is has there been any guests that really um that really shine to you and then you've seen them blow up from there well we just started doing it this year oh okay but i mean i mean we 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 feature artists that had that are already signed like uh you know anderson pack mm-hmm. uh kyle uh uh uh, Jess Dior, he's from Thousand Oaks. Okay. Uh, Bryce Vine, he's from like the Westlake area, and then we we do a lot of the up and coming artists too. That you know, you see them working, you see them posting their shit on 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 uh, all these music platforms. They're they're promoting their stuff on Instagram. We like to have those guys in who like do shows locally. Uh, I kind of like try to not to get the people who who just want to have a song on the radio and then that's it. They don't do nothing. I want to, 
I look at people who are doing work and, yeah. and, you know, help them out with, you know, using our platform to, to help them, you know, either get more followers or have people listen to their music. Yeah. When you guys had me on, man, that was like such a such a big accomplishment in yo my you were eyes. nervous too man yeah i was <laughs> i was hella nervous bro this this is me this is how i am dude I, I was nervous even uh even a couple days up to it dude it was just like i knew that everybody that that was in my community they would have an opportunity to listen now because the things that i do the downstar stuff uh-huh. it, it's it's so in its own own market so if you're not even into cars right. it, it doesn't even catch your eye and i'm and i'm pretty sure people have seen your logo around and yeah. now they they made that connection oh that's what that is yeah but yeah. just to be on there and and the way that you guys made me feel comfortable like that that was such a great experience and i, I really appreciate that oh no all good man and that's that's what that's why we do local fridays is to get to know uh uh people in our community who who have businesses here and uh you never know like you saying something might 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 make one of these kids start their business because you know they're saying like oh, i'm not sure if i should do this because people uh people might not support it but if i have you in there and you have a similar story and that kid can relate to it then who knows that might be the next the next uh downstar guy yeah, no, you know what definitely. i mean so so that's that's one of the reasons i like i like to do the local friday stuff and how do you uh usually find the guests for it uh at first we were reaching out to people, but now it's to a point where, where people reach out to us and we just, we're just going down the line. Uh, sometimes if it's an event, we try to book them on that weekend to help them, you know, push that event. Or if it's an artist and they have a show, then we try to get them that Friday so they could promote their show either for that night or that weekend. Got you. So, um, so being in radio for this long, you've seen a, a, a lot of changes in, the the music the styles the the way the way things are going what what's your opinion on um the the newer music that's coming out nowadays the quote unquote SoundCloud rappers and the uh, the viral sensations and and just things uh, of that nature uh I I I like it just because I'm I'm when it comes to music I'm I'm op- I I have a m- op- more open minded to it but I think uh. I think a lot of people who don't get the the movement are going to talk shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it that I'm not going to be a fan of everything, but I like when people when people have a hustle and they they create something that they have a movement. Like, uh, I mean, I, I look I look at the 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 Takashi Six Nine situation and people look at it like, oh, that guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. That guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. His shit's garbage, this and this. Uh, I actually listened to his album and I thought it was dope. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I was very surprised by it. But, I mean, it sucks the situation he's in. But it just sucks how, how, uh, how I, I guess people judge you right away. I mean, it's not like he was acting like an angel. He, he kind of asked for a lot of the shit that he got. But, uh I mean, I, I think, I think there's a fan base for everything. Yeah. I mean, I think I look, I look at some of the music that, that I'm starting to, to that people bring to my attention and they say like, yo, have you heard this, this, this dude, or have you heard this group? And it's not even shit that we play, but sometimes I'll figure out like, 
I'm gonna play this on on the show somehow. And it's just like, wow. like if we have like a freebie, like where we could sneak something in, I'll sneak it in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, tomorrow, for instance, we're doing local Friday. Uh, we have this this uh, this. I'm not sure if it's a group or a kid from Oxnard, but uh, uh, in my eyes, he's dope. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, just the, the his style, and even like he his. It sounds like oldies and like 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 some old school Spanish music. Yeah. Uh. Uh. The 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 group. I, again, I don't know if it's a group or a guy, but it, he goes by uh, Los Los Retros. Okay. I don't know if you you've heard of him. No. But uh, his 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 shit is like unique, and I I don't think a lot of people would expect to hear that on our station. So I I'm interested to see what the what the feedback is but i mean that's the kind of shit that i like to find and and uh and just see that 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 shit is coming from the 805 from our backyard yeah because there there's a lot of music musical talent you know uh out there like when either whether you're a dj or or a musician or a rapper or whatever and i just think like like uh nobody nobody's telling them how to get their shit out there a lot of them uh think that you know i'm gonna build an instagram i have this many followers you guys need to play my shit like that shit's gonna close doors on you and i think i think uh i like to go look for people and 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 for instance like when i seen this 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 uh group or kid like i listened to to some of the shit that's out there and i was like yo this shit's pretty dope and like today, I just went on my IG and my Twitter, and I said like, "Yo, I tagged them, and I said this, this is this is dope as fuck to me." Like, yeah, and it's just like you know, I'm a fan, mm-hmm. and now tomorrow I'm gonna play them. Nice. So, so I'm hoping that you know, they get a couple of followers off it, and you know, hopefully, hopefully they're you know they they do some because, again, I I think there's a lot of hidden gems out here now that um that mentality that you have and what you're talking about right now that that's that's very rare where where do you feel like that comes from that you want to be able to help people out and give them that that shot that maybe somebody else and mostly some most people won't give them i i think i think a lot of a lot of it has to do with 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 the uh even like early in my radio career the what the what people thought of me uh like my my character on the show is like I'm the asshole. Uh, I always say the inappropriate stuff, and and when I talk, I talk to people on a personal level. Uh, most of the time, they say like, "You're really not an asshole. Yeah. You're not like, why do you act like an asshole on the show?" And yeah, you're cool in person. But I just think like a lot of people always think that that like people in 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 my position in the radio business that. And and I don't know what it is, but a lot of people always think that we try to hate on artists from this area, and it's not even it's not even like that. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's a it's a business at yeah. the end of the day, and I, I I think a lot of a lot of people uh, don't don't understand that. A lot of people think like, oh, you guys, I'm from here, I'm making music. You guys need to be playing my shit, like. You know, so yeah. and so's not even from here, and you guys play their shit. You know, thirteen times a day. Yeah. But you know, 
Yeah. I don't I don't think they understand that side of the business. Yeah, a lot of people don't, man. They don't understand that that it's a real business, but for you, for you to do that and for you to keep your ear to the streets, that's something that you don't have to do and that's like really commendable that you do that and, and that you can give you have your ear to the street and you hear these new people coming up and you know that they're out grinding like you were when you first started out and when I was starting out, you know, I was on my grind and mm. nobody ever reached out to me. So that kind of motivates me to try to try to help somebody out when they can't do anything for you. And there's times too, like when when, you know, <clears throat> sometimes a, an artist will have like stuff that they're working on and they want feedback on it. And sometimes a lot of the time, even though they're asking for feedback, they're not ready for what you have to say. So they think you're hating on, yeah. on their stuff. So that's another way where I, uh, another thing where I'm careful of the way I, the way I give feedback to them. It's like, you know, like, Hey, why don't you rent some studio time and maybe it'll sound better. Like that sounds good. This sounds good, but it's just the quality of what you sent me. That doesn't sound good just to, you know, try to, cause sometimes they, they'll send me shit and expect me to play it because we're doing a feature like local Friday and we're looking for, you know, when, when I look at stuff, it's because, you know, most of the time it's because I believe in it or, or we believe in it and we want it to be, you know, someone like a, like a Kyle or like a, yeah. like a Anderson pack that's going to get played everywhere. Not just like, Hey, I want my shit here. Cause I live here, yeah. you know? I'm hoping you're doing it because you want to get something out of it. Yeah. And a record deal doesn't always mean that that you made it, you know. Sometimes sometimes you're better off doing shit on your own. It's work, but, you know. Would you recommend the independent hustle for oh, as yeah. long as you can? Yeah. I mean, why not own everything? Yeah. It seems like a it seems like a shortcut when people get um get a sign a contract or get get signed by someone it seems like that they they don't want to put in that work and they want uh whatever benefits that they could get out of it at that time yeah I mean, from the outside looking in that's what it seems like to and me. Then a lot of this shit they i don't think a lot of artists understand too like like if if people just want to get signed a lot of this shit that that the label does for you after you're signed it's coming out of, of out of your paycheck. Yeah. So like if they're taking you on a on a tour to do all this stuff and lunch and all this stuff and they're paying for it, like when it's time to pay for it and you're the one who's going to the artist is the one that's going to end up paying for that. So say there's somebody listening right now that that's their that's their ideas they want to get signed. What what kind of tips or information would you give them to kind of help them navigate maybe be going around that and doing it themselves? I, I would say just stay independent as much as you can, just because uh, nowadays with all the stuff that you have out there, I mean, I mean, if you, if you rewind to like the early two thousands, like a lot of the, the, the social media stuff we didn't have SoundCloud, like the way, like, you could create your own fan base where you could find out where your fans are and go there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like if, if, if you, if you're doing music and you have 50,000 fans or, or followers 
and a lot of those fans are in Fresno or, or San Francisco, then go do shows there. Mm-hmm. Like, don't go do shows in L.A. if none of your fans are from there. Yeah. Like, you you have all these tools to figure out where your fans are at and go do shit there. And uh, I, I, I think there's a lot of, I mean, I look at Kyle f- from here when he did his little tour and I went to go see him in, in Ventura for from him doing the whole show selling merch and having his team work together like i think that's some dope shit that's some some dope ass kids from ventura who who really did it yeah versus like someone who who just sells tickets because they're opening up for mc such and such but you're not selling shit you're not you're only doing it for your ego and because now you're signed you're trying to smash Amy from fucking <laughs> high school and shit. Like from Wainimi High, <laughs> 2002. <laughs> you she, never gave me pussy back then. Now you'll give it to me. Oh, shit. Dude, you're dropping so many gems right here, man. I, I hope a lot of people that are in the music industry are aspiring to be. Um, they take some of your advice because, yeah, just me from being a businessman. Um, if if I was to, to start a music career or help somebody with it, dude, hundred percent. And I'm just, I'm just saying what I hear. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. Like I've tried the studio shit and, and, and working with people and I failed at it. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm fucking successful at it. I'm just saying the shit that I've seen and that I've learned from trying it. What, what I would recommend. Yeah. I'm not saying just because you do the shit that I say, it's going to work for you. I mean, there's still work that goes behind all this. Yeah, no, definitely, man, and and that's where the hustle comes in. You know, if you have if you have the talent, if you have the the if it's recorded, if it sounds good, and and if your only issue is to put it out, like you can make that shit happen yourself. You can get popping on your own. And, and there's shit that goes viral now before it even it's even a hit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I yeah. mean, look at the the Lil Nas X record mm-hmm. that uh, Old Town Old Town Road, like that shit. I seen he just did what Parkview Elementary. He just, yeah, you guys just... <laughs> that shit. That shit. Like it's number one and it's breaking it's like, it. ridiculous yeah. records. And that fucking song's not even two minutes long. And then the the other dude from Santa Barbara, uh, Boy Boy West Coast. Yeah, like that dude went viral before he even released the song, and you know he got a fucking record deal out of it. So it just it just depends what your grind is and what 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 you want to do. Like it's not everyone's story is not going to be the same yeah so it just i will i will tell you this like you you putting some dope ass shit out and not working is not going to get you nowhere like even if you have dope shit you still you still have to put in work yeah no you're definitely right man and that that comes that's not only about music that's about everything in life if you want if you want to succeed in life if you want to have a different life than you have nowadays you got to put a little more work into it because it's not just anything that's worth anything isn't going to come easy. I mean, earlier you mentioned about you having to go do this thing in in uh, in a, where, where, where New Hampshire. You, yeah, like you don't. 
like you don't have to go, but you know you have to. You got to like, keep feeding yeah, the machine. Exactly. I could stay home and I could watch the orders come in, but eventually the tide's going to come back in and things are going to slow yeah. down if people are going to shows and they're not seeing our presence there anymore. Obviously, in the, their mind, they're going to think, oh, well, why doesn't Downstar come? May, uh, who who knows what they think? Maybe they think, oh, well, maybe things are slowing down. Yeah. Maybe they're not as popular or whatever, but... When I get this ball rolling, man, I'm I'm keeping it rolling, yeah. and that's what I want to do with the podcast, man. And that's why I really, really appreciate you coming in and doing the podcast. And um, before we get out of here, I got to ask you your opinion on one thing. Um, what what shape do you think the Earth is? Oh, fuck. <laughs> do I have to answer that? Is it are are you definite on your answer, or is there still wiggle room? On what, on what you think? No, I'm definite. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you want to know? Yeah, let's do it. It's it's round. Oh shit. Why you think it's flat? I hope it's flat. Why? Because it's exciting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only that's the only reason I would want the Earth that's to be exciting. flat. Yeah, I want it to come out tomorrow <laughs> all over Twitter. The Earth is flat. That, that would be the only reason <laughs> that I, I would no, love for it round, to be it's flat. It's round. Bro. It's round. Shout out to the round Earth. <laughs> Shout out to the rest of the round planets and the round girls listening right now. Shout out to you all, man. But Mambo, thank you so much for uh, for your time, man. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity that you gave me, and thank you for this, dude. It's I, I hope that this um, that people listen to this and they take in what what you said. I, I I hope so too, and thanks for having me. And uh, I think this I I usually do podcasts with Rico. Yeah, but this was this was a little different because it was just it was a one on one. So that's dope. Dope, man. Yeah, I would love to have Rico on here too, man. Get his uh, his input on everything. He seems like he's a little more about the technical side of things. And, oh yeah, and that that interests me a lot too. But um, I want to make this podcast happen, dude. And the, I know what it takes to make something happen, no matter what it is, whether you're uh. You're you're collecting stamps or whatever it is. There's 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 the number one person that is the stamp collector right? that has the best stamps. <laughs> and if you're selling stamps, that should be your your the goal. Exclusive that you stamps. Be the best. The exclusive yeah. ones, dude. The ones you can't even mail. Right. But uh, I'm on my podcast hustle, dude, and I really appreciate you being part of it. Thank you, man. Keep it up, too, man. Thank you so much. So people listening right now, where can they find you at? Uh, they could uh, find me on Instagram, uh, DJ Mambo, D J M A M B O. Or uh, the show Instagram is uh, Rico and Mambo, R-I-C-O-A-N-D-M-A-M-B-O. Or uh, download the Q95.9 app uh, at Apple Store, Google, and uh, you could check out our show uh, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Dope, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for everything, man. This was an awesome experience. Once again, guys, this is Downtime with Downstar, episode 69. Uh, DJ Mambo, thank you, brother. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> there it is. Peace. <laughs>